0: What is up guys? Welcome to another episode of the Meaning of Podcast. I am Ace. This is RB3. And this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite directors and the deeper meaning within their films. And this episode, guys, we're going to do it. We had to do it. It just spurred on me in the moment. (laughs) We're going to be talking about one of the most polarizing directors working in Hollywood today. That is Mr. Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, Someone who pretty much everyone has an opinion on him whether it be positive or negative yeah um so we're gonna get into that and it's gonna be a very different episode i feel i personally feel like it's gonna be different
1: yeah i mean um, i think this is the first episode where we're doing a director who we both kind of don't like so this is
0: <laughs> i was gonna say to to balance things out because i'm all on the negative side we have super fan rb3 oh, no, of I'm michael not. bay i'm not super fan but i am a fan of a lot
1: of his movies okay like, a lot of them I just, yeah there's five of them that or four of them that I'm not too big of a... Yeah, (laughs) we're
0: we're, going to get into it. To be honest, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have an interesting conversation with RB3 and I. But to balance things out, we have calling in or us calling in wait, wait 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 are you gonna are you gonna spoil oh sh- surprise or oh should we make it a yeah, surprise make a surprise even though yeah. it's in probably in the title that's why i didn't want to make it a surprise uh, yeah um it's up to you though it's but, fine yeah we'll just we'll save it guys you'll see we'll, we'll see it.
1: it'll be the first thing we do so
0: it doesn't even really are matter, you gonna it. put it in the
1: title <laughs> i i think I, well, I was but i mean it doesn't matter <laughs> All right, fine. We, uh, we 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 thought we we thought it'll be good. I
0: just wasn't sure because right. if it's in the title, if it's, the it's the not titles, really. Yeah, a surprise. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I thought you know we could just be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> we should call in Josh McCuga. You know, no. We're calling
0: in Josh McCuga. Yeah, to balance things out, we're up. gonna call in Josh McCuga, who's uh, who's the Massive verified Bad Boys super fan, Bad Boys fan, yeah, who's yeah. who's like probably the biggest flag bearer of Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two. Oh yeah, than well, anyone I've probably ever. Probably Bad met. Boys Two more so. Too, probably too, but Bad but Boys he loves Two more. But either way, we have to balance out the conversation somehow, because I'm going to go in, bro. I'm going in on Michael Bay. (laughs) Whereas you, you're probably going to be more like, hey, maybe I can work with him in the future. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Doing entertainment, man. Doing entertainment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) But before we get into all that, guys, we're going to read your comments from last week where we talked about Catherine Bigelow. So we're reading the YouTube comments. Okay. Once again, guys, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to leave us a comment. If you guys are listening on iTunes, go to YouTube and leave us a comment. I yeah. think that'd be nice. Right, yeah. RB
1: 3 uh, iTunes, YouTube, uh, uh, P- Podcast One as well. And uh, we will be starting the meaning of Podcast
0: uh, uh, SoundCloud Network uh, really soon. So there you go, guys. Yeah. You have all these avenues. But either way, you can still join us on YouTube and leave a comment. It's the best way to connect with us. And we'll probably read it. On the show, since we only have, like, five comments on last week's <laughs> episode. Oh, gosh. Um, Alan Patrick says, watch Near Dark on VHS in the late 80s. It blew me away. Yeah. There Near Dark is great. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, I, as I said last week, it's difficult to find that movie. All right. All um, right. Vampires and all that. Carly Pateau says, point break. Yeah. Thank you, Carly. Yeah. Point
1: break. Hopefully not the 2015 one.
0: Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I think... uh mr tom has something to say about that movie <laughs> Bobby uh, Gucci, jai prods says or prods says strange days is so underrated yes strange days is underrated and for my first time watching it for last week's episode i will agree it's underrated and gunslinger199 says yes definitely do sam raimi great and different movies yeah. And those are all the comments <laughs> sam, hey. no I, I definitely want to do sam raimi i, I i've even i talked yeah, to you about yeah, yeah. doing sam raimi but i was just like that's daunting yeah. <laughs> like it's daunting to do it in like two days yeah 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 yeah. we if we do a sam
1: raimi one there's a buddy in my fraternity who's like the biggest sam raimi fan, no way so yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta consider having them on you know, oh yeah i mean w-
0: i i definitely want to have that door open to have people who are more super fans that's kind of why we're bringing in josh McCuga. oh yeah this was your idea yeah, yeah because to be honest like i said before i'm gonna go i'm gonna really tell you why i don't care <laughs> for michael bay um and that's i think that's fine i think it's an interesting conversation to have on a director that you're not necessarily positive on all his works yeah. right because i don't think anyone's gonna question michael bay's technical ability yeah i just feel like when people say does michael bay that's one of the questions i had in my in my notes and that's actually a question that i'm going to start out with let's get right into it what does michael bay have to say in his movies does he actually have something to say does it does he warrant an episode of the meaning of and i think he does but i want to hear does he have something to say in his movies
1: yeah i mean i think he has a lot to say i don't know if it's necessarily coherent or if it's like politically correct things that he has to say but he definitely has things to say and he definitely brings a certain perspective to every one of his movies um and i think there are some movies you know look outside of you know the bad boys and the transformers you know you look at movies like pain and gain or 13 hours or um the rock to a certain extent they all do have something um underneath that they're that saying uh, something highly political to a certain extent i mean michael bay he's said he's a political dude um, so I think that's you know I think we're gonna see a part in the island as well. the island is another,
0: sure, yeah, sure, but that's that's my follow up. It's like if he has something to say, what is it? That's the first thing, yeah, second of all, do you agree with it? And then I had another question talking about, is it political like does he have something political to say? Whereas yeah. a lot of people say, don't put politics in my movie, don't put politics in my movie. Well, if you're a fan of Michael Bay, tough yeah. luck because <laughs> he's gonna put politics in his movies, don't right. you agree, right, right? I mean, he definitely puts politics.
1: I think, you know, if, w- 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 at least in regards to like law enforcement and military, I think that's the highest political uh, realm that like Michael Bay definitely explores, right? Um, he's very pro military. He's very pro law enforcement. He's very pro, um, he's pro all, you know, he's pro, he's pro a lot of, he's pro a lot of, uh, Enforcement, I guess I should say, yeah, just not just law enforcement, but almost authority.
0: Authoritarian, would you say?
1: I don't know if he's an authoritarian. I mean, you know, I I guess I mean you think about all his movies, man. Well, you know, some people make the argument that he, you know, has uh, portrays a lot of you know people you know people of color in in a certain kind of way, but that's not necessarily authoritarian. I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's authoritarian necessarily. I mean, when you look at something like Thirteen Hours and what you're going to talk about later um that's a movie that's all about the military and none about like like white house washington politics you know what i mean like there's no mention of clinton or obama but would you say it's still a political movie i mean it definitely as as a perspective on politics i I definitely feel like it's the perspective you know a lot of times uh, us as americans we we get the perspective the outsider perspective right the uh, not the outside perspective, but the perspective from not being on the on the on the field on the battle front and, and and not being in those situations. And Michael Bay, I think, as an artist, he's really good at putting you in those situations. I think, particularly in something like Thirteen Hours. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's different, you know. And I, I don't know if he's necessarily a, an authority. I don't know if he's necessarily saying anything authoritarian or maybe he just he just loves. I mean, he you know, all directors I feel like should have some respect for military. But it's very clear that uh Michael Bay has a very heavy front
0: you know when it comes to that so i i mean to be honest it's almost an ad for the military it almost kind of is an ad right because i think it is funded by military groups i think he has that funding and that sponsor
1: yeah i mean i know for the transformers movies uh he the the department of defense actually like lends the the, the, the equipment, and the, I'm not the equipment, but, you know, the the, the tanks, and, and all, the, all, the, all the stuff that, all the military stuff that they show, that's actually landed from the government, which is, I don't know if they charge them for that, for that's free, or, you know, but, you know, it, but they all have a very pro-military message, and I think even, I think even, for me at least, my favorite Transformers movie, which we're going to talk about later, is actually the first one i feel like that's the most military based um one because i i think he put a lot of care into that too uh to a certain extent um so i don't know i'm i'm you know i'm maybe i will have to be the defender of michael bay today i think <laughs> you probably will be because that, that's my
0: that's my follow-up to it is like i think one of my biggest one of not yeah. the biggest, but one of my biggest problems with Michael Bay is the fact that it's not I'm cool with that. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I told you last time, I'm probably more pro-military than you are. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those, like, we're going to get into 13 hours. Um, that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed that film. Mm-hmm. But um, when it gets down to the nitty gritty, I mean, it seems like almost every single one of his movies, obviously, specifically more the Transformers movies, it's a commercial. This guy's mm-hmm. a commercial director. He makes commercials. He makes yeah. music videos. Obviously music, music videos is, is something that's probably what he's more. But even that, the music yeah. video is still selling you something in a way, right? Yeah, they're it's, selling you the music. They're, they're selling you the, the pop music. Star. They're selling you the character of the the lead singing man or whoever that may be, right? Yeah, right, right. Um but he, it's it just it feels like where does the art meet the brand? Where does the art meet the marketing? Where does the target demo meet actually making a movie that says something and i can say that he fits into a director brand and says he's an actual artist does he fit the art theory breakdown of what he is because or is he just a commercial director selling you a product in every single one of his movies whether the product may be the military? Or the police force, whatever it may be. I More don't know Transformers toys. Or Transformers toys, right? <laughs> or it doesn't necessarily have to be the most blatant, like Bud Light thing, which <laughs> happens in Transformers, because everyone's like, yeah, that, that. But even like we talked about before, even the military, the police. Like, I feel like it just—it's so difficult, and I know it's controversial to say that, but it's so difficult. Where can he be an actual artist? Can we say that Michael Bay is an actual artist?
1: I mean, I think he is. I mean, I think he is. For the fact of, you know, you mentioned auteur, the whole idea of the auteur theory is that you're unique, right? Like, you have a voice that is original, right? And I definitely think that Michael Bay, of all directors, uh, almost to a certain extent, is probably the most... Unique in his style, right? Like he, he could very clearly delineate what's a Michael Bay movie and what's not a Michael Bay movie. It's and almost think,
0: a genre within itself, right? Right,
1: exactly, exactly. I know uh, um, um, the the YouTuber Every Every Frame of Painting. Hmm. Um, they did a video called mm-hmm. Bayham, right? And I uh, he did a video uh, Tony, who's Every Frame of Painting. He did a video uh, uh, called Bayham, right? Which is the whole idea of the Michael Bay subgenre, the Bayham, right? Um, which is. Which is a style that he derives from being from coming from music videos, right? He highly stylized, highly contrasted, um, highly contrast lighting, um, highly saturated images, um, very um, dynamic movement within the camera, within the frame, within the editing. Um, he's very much a director who cares a lot about um, the way things look and the way things move within the film. That's why his films always feel so high paced because there's always a dynamic thing to it and that's not i mean i don't i think that's you know i think that's t- to a certain extent that's artistry in and of itself right sure. like because when you go back and you study the history of film a lot of the original film writers and theorists the whole idea that they had a film is a uniquely original medium right and what made film a unique medium is the movement um because we have when, visual movement at least right like because when you have Something like uh, like art, you know, art or or a painting or a statue is static because it's not it's not moving. You know what I mean? When you have something like music, you hear it. Um, but what's supposed to make film in and of itself different is the fact that there's motion, right? It's continuity, as you know, you seeing things moving. He just takes that and cramps it up to eleven. <laughs> you know? I was gonna say the exact same thing. Dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because you're you I was like, Yeah, that's true. But he just takes it and he's like, every other second there's a cut, cut, yeah, cut, yeah, cut, yeah, cut, yeah, cut, cut. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, for someone personally, I'm again I'm being very personal in this conversation. Mm. I adore movies. And I mean adore, like literally my favorite movie of last year a ghost story Mm. is the most static camera movements I've ever. ever, ever. It's so static. Like Mm. I love long lingering takes. Like I adore that. I'm a, I'm a weird guy who likes that stuff. Mm -hmm. And when everyone's like, come on, come on, let's go, let's cut. And for me, it's like, I love like the cameras just moving this much. Mm. Um, so maybe that's why another reason why I don't like Michael Bay's Mm. crazy, frantic, over the top editing that he does. Um, because I, I really do feel like there is art to slow moving to pacing to to taking your time to develop a scene with that certain character. I think it gives more opportunity for a character to say something without saying a word. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. When the camera moves less, mm-hmm. or or when there's less cutting, that's my take.
1: Right. I mean, you know, we we talked about Michael Bay um, before in our in our episode about blockbuster cinema, right? And how mm. his and how his influence. I mean, you kind of we talked about J.J. Abrams a couple weeks. Really, J.J. to a certain extent is almost like a pullback, like Michael Bay. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the hyperkinetic style, right? In terms yeah. of the high saturation, the fast movement, and the camera, he just pull he restrains it a lot more than I feel like Michael Bay does. But uh, that's also cut from the same milk. Like Zack Snyder, another director who we covered, i um, both Zack Snyder and and Michael Bay actually went to the same college too, and they're both very highly stylized voices. And I think Michael Bay is a big contributor to that. I mean, I think without Michael Bay, we wouldn't see people like Zack Snyder. Without, We wouldn't see people like J.J. J. Abrams. uh J. J. Abrams.
0: Um, I was going to make that comparison, yeah. um, but I was going to counter it with some points that make J.J. look better than Michael Bay. <laughs> right. No, I mean, no doubt J.J. J. Abrams <laughs> is the better director. Sure. You know what I mean? But, I think that's when it gets to story and to plot and to characters, yeah. is when Michael Bay takes a giant nosedive. Because when it comes to visuals and when it comes to technicality, I feel like there's very few people who can compete with him right? right i mean he's he's good at what he does visually mm-hmm. everything else for me just goes <laughs> super downhill and even the visuals for me are kind of frustrating um yeah i mean i have a lot to say because i mean the framing too his framing is very specific and it's telling you something um even when the dialogue isn't telling you something um it, i i i was going to say it later but i'm probably going to mention this series quite a bit but i highly recommend everyone who's listening check out the Lindsay ellis michael Mm. bay analysis that she does she does like a 10 video breakdown on transformers movies and michael bay because it's not just transformers but it's also what michael bay is saying throughout his movies Mm -hmm. and she breaks down different theories that he tackles in every single one of them and it's it's a very interesting point because it answers my first question is he have does he have something to say The answer is yes now everything that he's saying is (laughs) kind of crazy um and it's it's very very like it's incredibly interesting what that those videos do and i highly recommend everyone watches watches them um but one of them for me was was the fact that he tells you something but with the camera He's kind of telling you to ignore everything that he just told you as far as the characters go. And she talks about that a lot with the first Transformers and Michaela's character, Megan Fox,
2: because
0: mm. um, she famously left. You know, she famously right. didn't want to do it. At the first two. Yeah. yeah. Like she did the first two and then she was like, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing this one again. So there's definitely a lot a lot to get into and yeah. we had a conversation beforehand talking about what's his first movie because we're all like i don't know what's his first movie <laughs> i thought you knew yeah. um no, and yeah. i think it's bad boys yeah, it's and bad boys,
1: boys Two. yeah bad boys um i think and, there's movies in between bad boys and bad boys too but
0: so he really. did a lot of music videos if you go on his imdb page like we are mm. right now his imdb page is filled with music videos video short video short video short mm. on mm. a variety of different um, artists artists yeah uh, genres, obviously, one specific, like usually type of genre. It's rock music. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of meatloaf. Shout out to Meatloaf. Yeah. Shout out to Meatloaf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's funny. Again, we talk about these directors and how it all kind of comes back, right? Like David Fincher, our very first episode. That's true. Um, not our very first. It wasn't our very first, was he? No, it wasn't. Denny Villeneuve was. D-
0: um, yeah. No, it was uh, Darren, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah. yeah.
1: Fincher, one of our first episodes. <laughs> also a dude who came from music videos, True. right? Um, a lot. A lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spike, Spike Jones as Spike well. Spike and, and a lot of people from the 90s era. Because um, music videos are very a very good indicator of
0: at least... Right. You know,
1: com- and you talk about commerciality. That's exactly what they mm-hmm. are made to sell. And if you're a director who knows how to sell and also the whole thing of music videos is the ability to, they're like short films, right? Like you could tell a story within three to four minutes. Um, and you show in somebody like Michael Bay, if you have a lot of those examples where you tell a great visual story, um, you know, because music videos is no dial. Mo- most, of the time is no dialogue is mostly just the visuals that you're relying off. So somebody who could tell an efficient story in three minutes, um, with a highly stylized visual sensibility, I mean, it only makes sense that he became uh, the the director that he became. So,
0: absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, all credit to music video directors. To be honest, I've 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 thought about diving into that field. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I think I'd yeah. be all right at it. Hey, I don't know. I'm just saying. Music. Hey, let's go <laughs> hey,
1: doing entertainment. If you're watching this, go ahead and.
0: Uh, Get ace, but it's got to be all Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't do it. It's got to be Victoria's Secret models. Yeah, aye, I'm man. just kidding. Victoria's Secret's um, man. Yeah, because that's Michael Bay. That's the Michael Bay way. <laughs> um, I had a other. I had some other questions <laughs> lined up for you, Mr. RB3. Yeah, sure. And one of them kind of ties into the first movies we're going to talk about. Yeah. But how does Michael Bay view minorities? Yeah, I mean, you know, because that's one of my biggest gripes with Michael Bay is not necessarily the the word racism, but the word stereotype. Yeah, the word the
1: stereotype is the word I think you describe Michael Bay as. Yeah, and no, I mean, listen, the Bad Boys movies are I think are a great representations for like African American um, actors and stuff like that. So is I, it a
0: great representation for Latinos? Um, and and,
1: well, and yeah that's you know that's that's yeah La- i mean latin american people yeah, spanish um, speaking people that that's yeah i mean will, michael i mean a lot of michael bay movies do have some problematic you know things about uh all, you know most 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 minorities really most minorities honestly all, if not all minorities but yeah i mean you know there's not a lot of favorable portrayal of latinos and and uh, uh, latin uh, people in general uh you know he like i said he 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 he, bad boys is a prominent black franchise so like you know i'm not gonna like shit on on that really all that much because i think they are they're also fun movies right that black people also enjoy you know sure um but i you know it's all it's all different and and you know i will say too i i also will applaud michael bay because i always i mentioned before there's the there's the whole early 2000s mid-2000s era uh uh, a black action movies that were set in Miami, uh, he kicked that off with Bad Boys. So, salute to him for
0: that. Dude, um, Miami in the 90s, though? Yeah. That place was crazy it's still crazy now uh, it's crazy like, now, if you go yeah. to south beach it, it's insane <laughs> yeah. i mean i've never been to miami but i'm sure it's crazy <laughs> yeah I, i've been once and it's crazy Really? Um, Pichel, Pichel. yeah it's insane and it's it's all latino people too and obviously right. a ton of black people too right. um there's like barely any white. no there's a ton of white people <laughs> um let's do it man let's get in the mastermind the super fan yeah yeah i say let's, let's
1: do it let's uh let's call up our boy josh McCuga, um uh, ladies and gentlemen of course, you know that Makuga is one of the biggest. Uh,
0: and we'll we'll, we'll pull him in. It'll be Bad Boys 1 and 2, just so right, we can have right, right, a right. full conversation on this franchise, if it mm-hmm. is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some questions lined up for Mr. Makuga. Macu- oh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously you, Macuga. too.
1: Okay. All right. Let's see here. Let's see if I can put this on speaker. All right. So we are calling Josh Makuga. Hello, Josh. Josh. Josh Makuga. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, brother? You are here live on the uh, Meaning Up podcast uh, with myself and Ace right now. How you doing, brother? Hey,
3: Josh. What's up, man? What's up, guys? (laughs) I miss miss hanging out with you guys on the live show. I mean, I feel like all I get to do is see friends on podcasts now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man it's the same here man I, we really miss you and you yeah, nah, uh, know we had yeah. good times good yeah. times for sure yeah, for i know sure. now you're busy uh running your campaign for uh josh mcuga for jeopardy man yeah hey yeah you know i mean just uh one day at
3: a time one day at a time
0: hey we're we're full supporters of that and we're
1: uh yeah, we're right behind you. you absolutely mm-hmm. we're gonna retweet every single uh <laughs> mcuga for for you know if, if, if we get in touch with the jeopardy uh jeopardy executives you know,
0: I think RB Three probably can do that. I don't, th- I, I don't know if that's possible. I
3: feel like you got, if there's anybody, it's you guys. You got the connections. I mean, if you can, you can make some calls. I'm in. <laughs>
0: Let's make some calls, Ace. Um, so Josh, I had the idea of uh, of doing Michael Bay, and RB Three immediately was like, "Oh, we got to get Josh in to talk about Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate uh, you guys thinking of me on this one because most of the episodes you guys are talking about directors. I'm like, what's he done? But now, yeah, you, you, you guys got me. You got right in my wheelhouse with Michael Bay, Lemon players, everything. Give it all.
0: What's cra- <laughs> what's crazy, man, is that we're kind of figuring out right now that Bad Boys 1995 is his first movie he ever did.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's crazy. I mean, because that's a really good directorial debut.
3: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I always talk because Bad Boys 2, I I prefer over Bad Boys 1. Sure. But that is not taking anything away from the first Bad Boys because it was, you know, it was right in that time when we were sort of in like an action movie place where everybody was like searching for something, right? Uh, they were like, we had the Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker with Rush Hour, like right around that time.
1: Rush Hour,
2: yep.
3: They wanted that, they wanted that duo, cause if you look at action movies before, it was always one guy, so you had like Die Hard, one guy, you had Rambo, one guy, you had, you know, that kind of stuff, and then they started getting these like comedic duos in action movies, and the formula was just working. And then, when they, when, I mean, bringing Will Smith and Martin Lawrence together, I mean, that's, you're just striking gold immediately.
0: Yeah, here's, here's here's my follow up to you. I mean, we talked about Point Break last week. Point Breaks another uh-huh. kind of two 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 guys, and then true, what's the true. one with with Mel Gibson? What's Lethal a, Weapon? Lethal Weapon, right? Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So here's a movie with two black leads, kind of taking that role. That's a big move too.
3: Dude, I mean, at that time too. Will Smith wasn't far away from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean yeah. it was yeah. I mean, he wasn't exactly a movie star yet. Of course he was a star, but he wasn't a movie star yet. He wasn't the Will Smith we know now. And Martin Lawrence had just basically finished shooting Martin. The show. That's sitcom. right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so, um but you get those two guys together. Uh I mean I you know, the thing is is what's weird is Alone, like if you put those two guys alone, I don't think you could see Martin Lawrence as an action hero, right? I, you know, he's kind of. obvious. I mean, you would see Will Smith as an action hero, whatever later. But you put both those two guys for whatever reason, they are so believable as cops uh, and believable as like action heroes, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, no, the, the, and it, it's the it's the perfect match because uh, you kind of have you know Martin Lawrence is kind of playing the straight man. Uh, but then, like Will Smith, Will Smith is 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 off on you know, he 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 he's kind he he's kind of the more drawn back. They they're they're both playing off of each other's like strengths and, and weaknesses to a certain extent. I mean, Martin
3: Lawrence is a married man. You know what I mean? As as the kind of like you know, in the first Bad Boys, he's just uh, he, he is. He's like the straight man. He's the he's the nerd, He's the dork kind of situation. And Mike Lowry, I mean, let's be honest. First of all, to answer your phone, this is Lowry, you hot, is the greatest way anybody's ever answered a phone in the history of movies. There's, I, you can, I don't think there's an argument as to any other way to answer a phone other than this is Lowry, you hot. I mean, I was answering my college cell phone, my first cell phone, when my brother was calling, like, this is Lowry, you hot. I mean, I love I loved Will Smith's character. I love Will Smith's character in The Bad Boys. I mean, it's, it's, he's perfect. He's perfect. Yeah, and this is
0: before, I believe it's before Independence Day, so this is kind of what launched him into stardom.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Bad Boys, right, there are two, I think in Bad Boys 2, there's obviously they ramped up the action, right? But in Bad Boys, they have that fight in the club bathroom, and it's basically Martin Lawrence in that fight. That is one of the best fight scenes in an action movie you will see from a guy that isn't like a martial artist, He's not, you know, the dudes in the raid or anything like that. He's not Jackie King. That is legitimately just a sick fight sequence in a club bathroom. It's awesome.
1: No, absolutely. I I, I 100% agree. And I think there's a lot of great action movies, great action sequences in the first one, um, which is actually a little bit of a darker movie than a lot of people give it credit for.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing, I think, is, of the with the stereotypes that they do, they really work. I mean, Pantaleone as the the chief, uh, yeah. Joey Pants, as as or as the captain, he's you know he he plays that yelling captain just like in uh, Last Action Hero. He plays it so well, but he also plays it super believable. But also in the first in the first Bad Boys, you're dealing with like kidnapping, murder, rape, right. theft. I mean, all of that. I mean, it's a gritty, it's a gritty action movie. There are very funny parts, but it's pretty much a gritty action movie. When you get to Bad Boys Two, you're looking at like everything. in I mean, it's it's basically a comedy. I mean, it's a comedy. Really? <laughs> it is, it, it, yeah. You know, there's like nine action sequences in that movie that were the budget of every independent movie in twenty <laughs> in twenty seventeen. <laughs> it's like. I mean, Dan Marino makes a cameo. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: Before we move on to Bad Boys 2, I, I want to yeah. talk a little bit more about the first one. Now, what is it there's, about the first one that, that stands out to you in this world of, like, buddy cop comedy-type movies?
3: So the fact that it, it, there's almost like a trading places aspect to it is kind of a genius thing that, that Marcus is playing Mike Lowry with Tia Leone, who doesn't get it? I mean, Tanya Leone, kind of a really good actress. She's been in some pretty good movies. And she plays that like, I don't, I don't, what would you call it? Is she a prostitute in that movie? Or is she just like a high-end call girl? Or is she nothing? Was she just like a friend of a call girl? Because her friend got murdered by the drug dealers at the beginning. Right, right, right. And then she's under witness protection. But Marcus is living at Mike Lowry's apartment to watch him because they got like the old switcheroo. Right? Mm-hmm. But, the villain in that movie, I think, is you know, I think because it had that that mid nineties grit, uh, as opposed to like as, you know, as we got later in the nineties and the early two thousands, it became more of like a fast and the furious kind of uh right. you know, like theme, right, where it was more flashy and everything. Whereas Bad Boys is the first Bad Boys is you know that's a gritty action movie. It's really well done, and it's you know that was, Michael Bay was actually writing good dialogue back then. I mean, he was he was directing he was directing good spoken word stuff. I you know he started losing that later on.
0: That yeah, I mean, my my thing too is we talked a little bit about Miami and the settings yes. of of the first two films. Um, what's what's your take on how it, it basically? Shows you what Miami is during the nineties.
3: Yeah, well I mean I I think that Miami as a backdrop is usually stereotypically just like either in a Cuban movie or it's it's I mean it's every time you do a Miami set movie it's always gonna be based around drugs and you know, that's
2: kind right. of a drug
3: capital, you know, eighties and then into the nineties. Um but Having Miami as a backdrop in that movie makes total sense because that movie's kind of extra and Miami is kind of super extra. So the flair of the city mixed with the flair of Bad Boys just works. Like that whole, you know, Miami, when you think of Miami, you just think of neon colors. When you think of Bad Boys, it's like a neon movie. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the high saturation levels of Michael Bay that everyone knows for this kind of, obviously the first movie started it, right? Yeah.
3: Okay. yeah. What do you what what do you guys prefer, Bad Boys to Bad Boys Two? Uh,
1: I prefer Bad Boys too, personally. I uh, prefer
3: Bad Boys, man. I'm on the
0: Bad Boys train, <laughs> and we're gonna get into why. Listen, there's no wrong answer there,
3: okay? <laughs> because they're both <laughs> cinematic perfection, okay? But, <laughs> but uh, because my my brother and I love Bad Boys too. I mean, that's our thing. But when we were in 95, I mean, you guys are so much younger than me, but. 95 I was 12 and my brother was 14 so we were in those formative years right where a movie like bad boys like formed how we behave which is kind of a weird thing to say but we were like he was Marcus and I was Mike Lowry and that that was us I mean we loved bad boys we talk about it all the time I mean so bad boys slogan is engraved on my wedding ring
0: (laughs) (laughs) bad boys for life right? I was gonna say uh, the fact that you're using the word extra also inform me, how, you, yeah. how your wife is influencing you, now
3: yeah. Sinead the freeze and my wife say extra
2: <laughs> 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 uh
3: trying to be hip ace, you know rb three I love it, man, uh, <gasps> I think it's great, uh, but yeah, i mean i I could talk for hours about bad boys, you know what you know what bad boys has and Bad Boys 2 has, that a lot of action movies don't have anymore. And maybe The Rock is, 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 does it sometimes, but you have quotable movies, right? Oh, yeah. Those movies are quotable. You know, Die Hard is quotable. A lot of those act, I mean, you know, Russia are quotable. A lot, a lot of these movies now aren't as quotable, and I think we've lost a lot of dialogue. Like I said, we've lost a lot of that awesome dialogue in place of, let's just ex- destroy New York them. Let's just destroy San Francisco again. Have The Rock put it back together, right? There's mm-hmm. no, there's not, there's not that quotability factor. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's to get into hip hop turns. It's the punchline rapper versus the more lyrical rapper type thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes, yeah. yeah. Let's get into Bad Boys Two, man. Now, this this yes. would you say this is your favorite yes. movie of all time?
3: Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yay! All right. <laughs> uh, but in a, in a way of like. So I, I, it's hard to, I mean, as you guys know, it's basically impossible to say what your favorite movie is all the time. But I'm never not in the mood, if I see it on TV, I'm never not in the mood to stop on that channel and watch Bad Boys 2 until it's over, if I have the time or just seeds or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. For instance, about a month ago, I'm laying in bed. It's late at night. I'm, I, can't, I don't usually go to sleep until kind of late. My wife goes to sleep earlier. So, I turn it on, she's bad boys too, and I'm like, yes, and it was just the beginning, so I'm like, the whole movie, here we go, and I turn it on, and I turn up the volume just a little bit, and she is not even watching TV, and she rolls over, and she's like, turn down bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> she's seen me watch it so many times, that she just hears that opening, like, score soundtrack kind of thing, <laughs> and knows immediately that it's bad boys too, and <laughs> doesn't even have to really look at the television, I mean, that that's that, but... If we're looking at you know, if I, I look at movies and I've said it on Schmoes, I think we've talked about it before, I look at movies in terms of why I like them as rewatchability factor, right? Right. Do I think that do I think that saving Private Ryan is an amazing movie? Sure. But can I rewatch it? No. It's a really hard movie to rewatch over and over again because you kinda have to see from the beginning whatever. Something like Shawshank Redemption, I can watch that movie anytime from whatever point of the movie. And I love that movie. Same goes for Braveheart. I can watch that movie from any point in the movie. It doesn't matter. It's always going to stop on it. It doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, I, and I know comparing Bad Boys 2 in the same breath as Shawshank Redemption and Braveheart is silly. But when I, when I think of movies that I love and rewatchability, factor, I mean, if it's just the month of December, I watch Die Hard every other night. I mean, I watch it so much. I mean,
1: I I think that's a big part of movie fandom that isn't appreciated enough, is the rewatchability.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do I think that Requiem for a Dream is an amazing movie? Absolutely. Can I ever watch that movie again? Never. I will never watch that movie again. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm with you on that one for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I
3: mean, again, beautiful cinema, but for Bad Boys 2, it's so quotable. It's so silly at points, but then... You kind of are like, could this happen? I mean, could these guys take down a drug kingpin in in a two hour movie? <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it's so. It, you know what? The, the The Bad Boys too, there are like there are half ton of plot holes in that movie. Oh yeah, but but at the same time, it's so good that I just look past the plot holes. I mean, they basically destroy Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> and they destroyed the entire country, basically. And uh, nothing ever happened. They get to on Bay, they kill the guy, and then the movie just ends. And in my, they're back in Miami and everything's fine. They basically created like an international terrorist incident, and nothing <laughs> happened? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care, because it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Cool. Well, here's my thing,
0: man. i I got to be honest. You said two hour movie. This movie is long. This movie's two and a half hours. Okay. Because, this movie. Know, the third act in
3: Cuba. That's like a 35 minute act.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I rewatched this one, and this one said 232, and I was like, oh, man, I forgot how it long is. this movie is. It's so it is. long. It's epic. Yeah, it, it is long. It is an epic movie. I mean, that, that
3: car chase scene on the causeway in Miami where they're dumping cars and boats and that Best car, the car chase of
0: all time. I, I, dude, it's Honestly, that car chase still holds up it's one of the best mm-hmm. car chases i've ever seen it's because what makes it good is you feel the cars hitting each other you don't feel like it's cgi you know no. that's a real car and that's really flipping over
3: yeah yeah it's it's i think in you know it's basically that car chase in bad boys 2 and the car chase in the rock is actually really underrated as well i mean it, with the hummer and right, right and Ferraris. do the and hills not- of san francisco yeah yeah exactly but that that car chase i think and i i mean i may miss spoke here but i think at the time when they shot that car chase it was the most expensive scene in movie history
1: <laughs> i can believe it i can definitely believe
3: it <laughs> uh, yeah i mean if they weren't CGI in that thing like the prequels i mean that was like that just all happened it just exploded like 150 cars mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but you know that's michael bay Going full tilt, being like, all right, how much do I have in my budget? All right, 150 million. Cool. i means 149 dollars on the car chase, and then the rest of it on the rest of, like, writing the movie. And they're like, all right, that sounds good. Okay, can we explode a mansion on the Cuban coast? Cool, let's do that. Awesome. Okay? What else can we get in here? What, do do? what else you guys got in here? They're like, well, I don't know. Can we go to Guantanamo Bay? I don't know. Can we just build a Guantanamo Bay outside LA, I guess? Should we do that? I mean, this movie is just really incredible. I mean, it it does hold up. It does hold up. It does,
0: it does yeah. Up. Here's my uh, here's my follow-up to you, though. I, yeah. I, I personally feel one of the biggest gripes of Michael Bay, and probably my biggest gripe with Michael Bay as a director as a whole, is his humor. Now, this is one of the exceptions of that rule, right? W- well, how do you feel like what... I guess the question is, what happened to Michael Bay?
3: <laughs> no, that, that's what I'm saying, man. I think that Michael Bay, as he got... Okay. This is like a terrible comparison, but let's just say you are a rock star and you have some number one hits, but then you signed a contract and you have to make like six more albums, and you just go into the studio and record the album on the It's all crap, but you had to do the album. I think that a lot of times Michael Bay has just taken shortcuts instead of trying to make like recreate that magic from Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2. Because... You're right. A lot of times when he's writing, if, if he's writing, uh, you know, Latin or if he's writing black characters or if he's writing, a, like, black characters in the white movies, he's kind of offensive sometimes. He's definitely terrible at writing female dialogue. I mean, we all know that. But for some reason, I think because you've got Martin Lawrence and Will Smith together who are, are genius actors, comedians, you know, whatever, they were able to kind of take his dialogue to another level, and that's something that a lot of actors can't do. That's why writers are so important. Right. No,
1: absolutely. And I think, you know, and I think that's, you know, me and Ace were kind of talking about that a little bit before, and I think that's that's ultimately where I fall in the Bad Boys franchise. I think that, you know, a lot of times Michael Bay isn't like politically correct or isn't, you know, the best, like, you know, with stereotypes, but I think this movie, the stereotypes, like you said, it kind of adds to it to a certain extent, but it's not like over, it's not overbearing, you know what I mean? Like, they still feel like real characters.
3: For sure. For sure. And that's the fun part. I mean, I don't think police work looks like bad boys i'm not you know I, mean? I don't think that cops in Miami are doing bad boys type stuff all the time,, yeah. but he directed it and voted so much so that I'm like, I mean maybe <laughs> yeah. Should I? I mean, we went to Miami for the Orange Bowl in two thousand and six, and the entire time every Ben and I just quoted bad boys and bad boys too the entire time it i mean it got to the point where we were annoying everybody but We'd see a cop and be like, you guys like bad boys? And they're like, get out of here. Don't talk to us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, there, there's, there is really something kind of just organically awesome about the whole bad boys franchise.
0: Yeah, I was, I was talking to RB3 beforehand. He just mentioned it. The fact that, you know, that's one of Michael Bay's biggest criticisms is the fact that every every character that's not white is kind of a stereotype mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we see that in the transformers movies and we even <laughs> see that a little bit in the in the bad boys movies because uh rb3 was saying he's like hey man it makes black people look good and i was like does it make latin people look good <laughs> i don't know
3: <laughs> it's yeah i mean i guess you kind of have to pick your battles like i don't know if you can make everybody look good <laughs> like you know, I, I I'm I'm with you though, Ace. I mean, does it? I don't. I mean, does the does fellows make Italian people look good? No. <laughs> but
1: uh, it's, hey, it's a good point. Yeah. You know, uh,
3: but yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm with you on on that. I mean, this is going to sound kind of dark, but I've always been surprised that in all of this Me Too movement, with you know everybody kind of exposing sexual harassment, that Michael Bay was never accused of something in this oh, whole thing.
0: Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. Same. Be, I mean, he's. He seems like the kind of, you know what's funny, Josh, is I have his IMDb pulled up and when I look up bad boys, the first picture of Michael Bay is him with a jean jacket and no shirt on and a camera in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) This is real. That is a look. (laughs) Yeah, that's I'm, I'm way gonna way show there. RB3 right now. Yeah. yeah, did you see? Did you see that robot chicken
1: where like where Michael Bay goes into like the executive's office and you're like, th- like those is I don't know, it's so good. Um, okay, I gotta look that up. Yeah, so, uh um, oh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay robot chicken is an amazing sketch. Um, but no, I you know that's interesting because I I heard I mean I don't know if it's true, but I heard that you know for Transformers at least they they have Megan Fox auditioned by like rock, washing Michael Bay's car. I don't know is that.
3: <laughs> that sounds, I mean, I don't, that sounds Captain Couchish. <laughs> I, 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 don't
1: know. That's I brutal.
3: Mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't, I mean, but hey, listen, if, if he's, if he's clear of all that stuff, more, more power to him, man. Cause yes. you know,
3: I mean, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, so when I was first moved to LA, I was bartending at this hotel bar, uh, and he would come in and he was aw- He's awesome. He tipped well. He spent a lot of money. He was a good dude. And he probably came in like four or five times in the time that I worked at the bar. And the last time that he came in, I was like, I, I, I've seen him so many times. I feel like he knows me. I'm just going to say something to him. And so I went up to him and I said, you know, I'm, I'm just a huge Bad Boys fan. And he was like, great. And then he just like went back to talking to somebody. He was like, parcs. was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I blew it. I was well, like, well, two fanboys. That- that's
0: my thing, Josh. It's like, have you heard? Because I have. I've heard the horror stories of Michael Bay on set. The guy yes. is the guy's insane. My my buddy was a PA on Transformers. Um, okay. I think the second one, uh, just for a short time, for like two days, and he was like, "Dude, Michael Bay is insane. All he yes. does is scream at people and like j- just completely destroy them." Yeah.
3: So it's like uh, I've heard. I mean, the, the horror stories I've heard from most is. Is Michael Bay is bad and David O. Russell is bad, but oh, you know, I've
1: heard about David O. Russell, David Russell, yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. He's, mad, he's a He's a crazy person. But I think so is Michael Bay to a certain extent. But I was kind of heartbroken. It's kind of like when you tell when you see a famous athlete for the first time that you like forever, and you're just like, hey, i a big fan. Like, thanks, and they keep walking. Literally. You know, they've been approached <laughs> so many times, and I don't know if Michael Bay was thought that I was making fun of bad boys. But I, you know, I kind of want to be like, no, for real, like it's my favorite movie. But welcome to Salt and uh, just want to have a drink. And, uh, cool, I right, mean, I'll be over here. Yeah, you
1: could have at least had a drink with you at least. Like, dang. Yeah, right.
0: Right. That's cold. What are
3: you
1: um, do?
0: Never meet uh, your heroes, Josh. what are, What are your thoughts on Michael Bay's other movies?
3: Um, you know, again, I feel like he well, he makes money. Right, so you can't hate the guy because you think he's kind of figured out the the whole, um, you know, the algorithm, if you will, of making money in movies, obviously, international, whatever. But I I don't think that there's a Michael Bay movie that I'm like, oh, that was just trash. Like, I know what I'm getting myself into in a Transformers movie. I know that it's not going to be – it's robots. Okay, the franchise – we can't beat those robots. They are giants. They are. <laughs> the only way we can't, humans can't beat those robots. Every time they would show a trailer, I was like, we're never going to beat these robots. And then somehow we beat them. So I know that I it's a suspension of belief that we're fighting giant robots from outer space. Okay? I mean, if you pitch that in a room before there was actually a toy and you went to a room and like, hey, uh, I have a picture of a movie where these robots come from outer space and one's called Optimus Prime, but he... There's also a car, and he talks, and everybody's like, what? Are you on drugs? We're not going to make this movie. But then they made four of them. So, you know, I can't say that, that I would ever be like, oh, because they're entertaining. It's entertainment, man. Listen, I like classic rock and yacht rock. It's just it like, I'm, I feel like my, my movie, my music taste is ended when dr dre released chronic 2001 i was like this doesn't get any better i don't think my like my musical life will get any better so i'm just going to like all the music from before then so any music that came out in the 90s whether it was hip-hop or rock i loved 80s 70s all that stuff any modern i'm like nah, i don't know yeah. dr. dre, Chronic 2001. um mm-hmm. but michael bay in the, in that sense is like I don't think he's done something to like offend me, you know? Right. All these movies have entertained me. Armageddon mm. I mean come on. Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon. It didn't did he do yeah, he did The Rock. I mean, The Rock is mm. Christ. I mean the guy's got he's got number one hits for days.
1: Right. I saw you I saw you did a Twitter poll uh uh earlier earlier uh earlier this week with uh with uh, the top you you have made uh you were talking about The Rock. Is it a top the ten Rock. action movie? Uh, my, you know, (laughs) and I mean, you obviously love the rock too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The
3: rock is almost perfect. If you ask me, but that's, I mean, it's, that's Nicholas Cage at his pinnacle. And he's acting alongside Sean Connery. Sean Connery may be the worst actor of all time. And this dude, I mean, for some reason in the rock, you're like, "I, I believe this. He's doing it. Besides Sean Connery and Last Crusade and The Rock, I don't think I've ever seen their movie. I'm like, what? What's this? James Bond, the old James Bonds? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. James, it's not hard to act like James Bond. You have to be super good looking and like deliver lines
2: <laughs> to
3: a camera. I mean, oh. it's,
0: you're breaking I, I, my heart, Josh. I'm, I'm a massive James Bond fan, man.
3: No, I you're still so much. I love the James Bond movies, but you don't have to be an amazing actor to be James Bond. to be really attractive and really charming. Come on. Was, is Pierce Brosnan the world's greatest actor? No. Is he super handsome? Oh, yes. That dude is gorgeous. Same with, I mean, look at all the Bonds. They're all super good looking and they just like comb their hair perfectly. They save the world and they go back to banging chicks whenever they want. It's a really easy franchise to do, and it's amazing. Same as... Sorry if I'm offending you here, Ace, but what I'm saying... Oh, I'm, that...
0: I'm definitely not.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like, exactly okay, what let's... it is. Like, every single yeah. movie is pretty much... Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much
2: it, yeah.
3: But, uh, it's, like, it's like in Bond? Absolutely not. He's It's an awesome franchise. And I hope they give it to Idris Selma because John Luther may be one of the greatest TV characters of all time. And yes. it's a shame... Yes. yes, I yes.
0: remember, because we talked about this, like, early in the... Back when I first started with Schmoes, I think. Yes. Luther yes. is one of my favorite
3: shows oh. ever. So, it's so good. Um, well, I mean, look at look at Michael Bay's... Uh, if you look at his, his IMDb director, right? He goes, Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, then he kind of... I know a lot of you didn't like Pearl Harbor. I, I got to tell you, like, without the love story, Pearl Harbor was a bad movie. And then, you know, <laughs> Bad Boys 2... Pff, Right. The island is kind of an underrated movie. Kind of under, I just
1: watched that today. I just watched that today. It's not
2: terrible. Yeah, it's not bad.
3: Not <laughs> Transformers, that summer of 2007 when Transformers came out, that was, every everybody was talking about Transformers and how it was like, oh my God, can you believe that Transformers are doing so well? And I was like, no, I mean, I wouldn't think that Robots from Outer Space would work, but, you know, Bernie Mac was pretty good in it. Anyway, and then you... Then you have like two Transformers movies. They're like they are brutal. They're still it's the same thing. They're robots battling giant robots. What it's not. This is a movie again and again. What there's wrong. And then Pain and Gain gets a bad rap. I like that movie. Look, uh, Thirteen Hours. It. Thirteen Hours is fantastic. I
0: I'm with you on Thirteen Hours. I'm with you on Thirteen Hours.
3: But bad, you know, I like look, hours. If you look at his fir- first three movies, Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon. I mean, that's like. Michael Jackson Thriller, right there. When you're looking mm. at it, single. I mean, just number one, number one, number one, not even a thought. Yeah, those are those are many movies.
0: Yeah. Jeez, I mean, I'm so I'm so glad we called you, man, because I, I was I was tearing apart Michael Bay before we called you. <laughs> I was just destroying him, and then we're like, we got to balance things out. We got to call in someone who actually
3: likes some Michael Bay movies. You guys know me; I'm popcorn. <laughs> I'm just. Give me explosions and funny dialogue with Will Smith and Mark and Martin Lawrence and I. Am. Yeah, yeah, and he's
0: the he's the ultimate popcorn director for sure. yes yeah. The fact that they were they
3: kept you know, the last two years they're like oh they're gonna get so to direct the Bad Boys, someone to direct the Bad Boys. I, I'm thinking to myself why in the world isn't Michael Bay direct Why would they do anybody else? Why yeah. would they even think about it?
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. It's really
1: upset. I I even remember like when they announced the the third one because uh, I think they announced the uh, uh, um, the guy who who's the guy uh, I, I don't know it's Joe Conahan. Joe Con- sorry Joe Con- Conahan. Yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then which he I- dropped out. Oh, he, oh he he dropped out? Yeah. yeah here here's that's my follow up. Josh is is this movie gonna happen? Bad Boys Bad Three?
3: I I mean I don't think so. I think it's becoming it's becoming the thing of like you know. Is, will the, uh, the band ever get back together? You know what I mean. It's it's he's it's it seems like it's impossible that this that this is going to happen. It's I mean look, Bad Boys for announced. It's Bad Boys for Life announced. But there's nothing. It's not even in pre-production. Nothing. I'm looking at Will Smith's on right now. It just says announced. You 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 can announce whatever you want. Hey, I'm announcing that I like hot dogs. I announce it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> I'm going to be in a movie called The Hot Dog 3. It's just, they announced it. it, it they, I don't, for whatever reason, Michael Bay doesn't want to direct this, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with it.
0: you. I don't think he wants to direct it, and I don't know if Will Smith wants to be back. I mean, I, I'm sure Martin Lawrence is like yeah, he just chomping the at the bit. Yeah, he's, he's so chilling. excited. <laughs>
3: he's just hanging out at the comedy store on Thursday nights. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, what he's doing, but he's not... Definitely not acting in anything. I mean it's it's shocking to me with all the T V content out there. I mean Netflix is giving a series to everybody at this point. How is how is Martin like a reunion of Martin not happening? Ooh, that'd be
1: high. I grew up on Martin. I grew up on Martin and Fresh Prince. So, you know, we we made that I I guess I never made that connection, but yeah, that is coming off of both of their T V shows and and both pre popular T V shows at the
3: time. I dated a girl in college named Gina. Simply so I could just say, damn, Gina, when she would come in the room. I swear to God, she was fine. She wasn't, like, the love of my life. But I really, I think I fell in love with her because her name was Gina. And my, my brother, as soon as I started dating her, he was like, damn, Gina. It's was like, I know. That's <laughs> the whole reason I'm here. It's just so I can say, damn, Gina. <laughs>
0: um,
3: but, yeah, but, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Josh, thank you so much for for yes, thank you, accepting this. I when RB three <laughs> told me to ask you, I was like, Josh is, Josh is busy, man. Josh is important. We can't get someone that big on the show. <laughs> you but uh, sure enough, you, you
3: received our call. If you if you guys want to if you guys talk bad boys, bad boys too, I, it's like uh, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing. Every time I hear someone talking about bad boys, bad boys too, I will gladly tune in.
2: <laughs> thank you so awesome, much, Josh. You. We appreciate you it. You got it, buddy. See you soon.
1: All right, see. See you, man. All right. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Yeah, Great. we had have we have had Josh McCouga. ladies and gentlemen. Let's give a round of applause. For Mr. McCuga, I'm gonna add in the props on the That's text, perfect, man. man. Yeah. Now, no. be-
0: before we uh, before we continue, uh, something that we. Almost forgot to do, but obviously we wanted to talk to Josh first. Is what's your first time? What is your first encounter mm. with Mr. First, Michael Bay? First encounter with Michael Bay, um, and I like that little graphic that you just put up. That's, that thing's
1: dope. First, first time, <laughs> you know what I mean? So first time, so what, so for first time for Michael Bay for me, um, might have honestly, it might have honestly been Bad Boys too. Um, just because I watched that movie a lot when I was a kid. No, uh, Pearl Harbor, man? Pearl Harbor, no. <laughs> but I did watch... We did watch that in history class when I was in middle school um, and in high school. I watched that movie twice in two history classes, like I don't know why there's no real hi- I mean this of course is a historical event but it's not like a real like story. <laughs> I don't know why they weren't showing us Saving Private Ryan but we're we're watching Pearl Harbor. Um and but yeah no for me first time was Bad Boys 2 like I said I, I like that movie a, a whole lot. Um and was then, that in theaters? No, not okay. in theaters. It was on it was on home via. But first Michael Bay movie I like saw like in theaters of yeah. course was
0: the first Transformers movie. Uh, dude, you're so young. Man. Was, yeah. I know I tell you every week, but it, it, it <laughs> somehow upsets my stomach. Nah, I remember time. seeing. I remember
1: seeing Transformers opening weekend. Uh, I think it was me and my boy uh, uh, Ryan Baptiste, and
0: we went and saw. Uh, we went to see that movie, so it was a dope time. So my first time, Where's we time were. Uh, it's 1998, I believe. Uh oh, and that is Armageddon. Armageddon, really? Okay. Now Armageddon. It's a funny story because I. Was living in Colombia in '98 with uh, with my mom and my brother, mm. and we went to a drive-in theater, um, and it had the subtitles, the Spanish subtitles, mm-hmm. in the drive-in theater. And I remember that everyone was kind of Armageddon was huge, like it yeah. was big, it was a big deal. Uh, and I remember watching that movie, and there were certain times where. My mom had to turn me away. (laughs) My seven-year-old eyes couldn't handle (laughs) certain things in Armageddon that she deemed unworthy of my eyes. Um, (laughs) Is that PG-13 or R? That's PG-13. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But that damn, damn song stayed with me forever, RB3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, it legitimately, I remember, like, even as a kid, mm -hmm. like, it got stuck in my head and stuck in my heart, RB3. Steven Tyler, man, killing it with those... uh,
1: the tracks here,
0: and I never saw Animal Crackers the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I, a seven-year-old kid who liked Animal Crackers, I was like, "Damn, Liv Tyler! Damn, yeah, yeah, you ruined it." She was, <laughs> I don't know about ruined it, but
1: uh, I still like me and my apple, my, my Animal Crackers. Or you made it better. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I like it even more now. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, no, uh, no, Armageddon. Armageddon is dope, though. I've, I've always had a lot. I've always, even though it's a silly, silly kind of idea. Uh, I still think it's a pretty, dope, pretty um, dope, piece of movie.
0: Before we get to Armageddon, let's go with what Josh McCugin was talking about, which is his follow-up to Bad Boys, and that is,
1: yeah, no, The Rock. Yes, I've I've seen this movie. It's been it's been a minute, but I do uh, I, I remember watching this movie when I was first getting the idea of what Michael Bay was, and you know this being one of the first, and also I you know I've always had a. a strange kind of not strange but i've always had i've always been a fan of Nicolas cage right i've always been a big fan I'm never gonna call him a bad actor uh because i don't think he is i think he's a great actor i think this is one of the movies that he, he definitely proves that in uh this
0: is the Nicolas cage like time dude the yeah, 90s the 90s, late 90s yeah oh Nicolas cage
1: was, was winning everywhere.
0: oscars he was like in dramas he was in action movies he yeah. was he was everywhere
1: Yeah. Yeah. no, deservingly so, too. Deservingly so. And and uh, I think with this movie in particular, um, it's about Sean Connery's character. He's a high level criminal locked up in Alcatraz, which is uh, the rock. A lot of people call it the rock because it's just an island right outside of San Francisco. That's like a maximum security prison. So nobody's escaping the rock. Um, except for Sean Connery. <laughs> and I think that's I mean I think that's one of the coolest premises I think of any any action movie like Josh said the, the the chase on the the chase, the, the the car chase with the Ferrari and the Hummer tearing through those like steep, steep hills of San Francisco is amazing. Um, the, the underground sequences when they're when they're in the on the little uh, rail things like trying you know and and I don't know what those things are called. Know what those are called? No, those things, uh, like the miners being or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, I just know yeah. What it's yeah called. I don't know what they're <laughs> called. Yeah, um, yeah, but the that that whole that those moments. I think overall, this move, the, the Rock, is just a fun action movie, while also being, I feel like, a kind of interesting commentary on not necessarily commentary, but at least addressing what the idea of prison is, right? And sure. how. Some people will go to the maximum
0: extremes to like break out, right? Sure. right.
1: So, uh, what do you think of the Rockies? I,
0: I think it's it's one of those movies that I, I said this before. Mm. It's one of those movies that's that's literally telling you something, mm. but the framing is telling me something different. Mm. Now, what I mean by that is this: this the shots in this movie, the framing in this movie is incredibly over the top. I don't know if you agree with me on that, <laughs> but oh my God, some shots in this movie are ridiculous. Really? Um, I don't know if you've seen, obviously you probably haven't, but since I was watching sometimes with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, reg- uh, against my will, <laughs> The Bachelor, have you seen The Bachelor? Uh, I've seen some of The Bachelor. So The Bachelor is funny mm-hmm. because I talk a lot about um, The Bachelor with my mom and it's just, mm-hmm. oh my God. But anyways, my thing with The Bachelor is that there's the camera guys have so much fun and and the DPs of The Bachelor have fun because they purposely do over the top shots. There is a, a a shot in The Bachelor where the guys Talking, he's having like a you know voiceover dialogue basically, mm. and he's like ripping rose petals off a rose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about he's like I thought she was the love of my life, and and, and my mom is watching it like very intently, like very mm, oh, this, like a single tear rolling down her face, oh. and I'm watching it like. This is insane. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening on screen right now? And then eventually he like dr- throws a rose over a balcony and it, f- it tracks the rose down. And then yeah. it has like the room shot of like the TV shattering of Aww. just the rose. And I was like, <laughs> this is just this is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's my opinion of the rock, oh, where man. where it's like I can't hear anything that they're saying because the visuals of this movie are just so insane. I don't know if you agree with me. Do don't you think these shots are crazy? Like it has yeah. that famous like. I mean, how many helicopters are in this? Yeah, right, right, um, right, 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 But there's some, the freaking explosion shot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, the shots are crazy in this yeah, movie. Yeah. And it's no, good shots, yeah. but it's just so <laughs> right. 90s action movie. But, you know, I almost feel like to a certain
1: extent, there's like Michael Bay kind of pulling it back. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> to a certain extent. In a, in, a, in, a, in a way, in a way that's so, true. To at least compared to what we're going to see later in Michael Bay's filmography. That's true. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's definitely over the top, but I feel like it's over the top in the same way that all '90s action movies are, right? Like, if you watch, uh, if you, I mean, to me, The Fugitive is is also one of the greatest action movies of all time, too. Mm-hmm. You watch The Fugitive, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very well told, very well paced movie. But there are times that are a little silly, right? Like <laughs> when Harrison Ford falls off the off the off the uh, off the ro- waterfall and it is it's clearly a dummy and it's clearly the the stupidest music you could have put like na 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 or whatever like but it's it's fun though and and That's and, true. and it's supposed to add to that heightened realism and I think you know Makuga alluded to it a little bit before it's supposed everything in Michael Bay movies are supposed to be heightened, right? They're a little big everything in all movies are heightened, but Michael Bay, like I said, he takes what most directors will be operating at five or six and cranks it up to 11 when it comes to suspension of disbelief. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I definitely I, I, I liked it a lot. I love uh, um, I, I, I love the way that uh, the, the story kind of moves in, in one in kind of like singular direction. And it's about mistakes. Right. To a certain extent. You know, I just saw Mission Impossible Fallout the other day i um, saw again. it again yeah 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 man i love that movie you know yeah but i always I, you know it's weird i've always i've watching this movie again in theaters kind of made me realize like all the mission impossible movies really are just like hey we have a plan we fucked up the plan like let's just make a new plan you know what i mean i feel like that's what the rock is in and of itself right oh we fucked up let's do something else do, i feel like that's what creates good conflict and it's a good story you know it's a good story underneath the, the heightened action, too. So that's why I, I, I vibe with Rock.
0: It definitely builds tension, for sure. I, yeah. mean, I don't know if you would agree with that, too. Right? Yeah, But it's tension. You can feel the tension, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, anytime you feel tension, you that's a good quality to have. Uh, any final words before we get back to Armageddon? Nah, uh, nah. I mean, The Rock. Dope movie. Let's get back to Armageddon.
1: Armageddon.
0: Um, now, this kind of launched Ben Affleck's career.
1: Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. Well, him and uh, Michael Bay... I, I attribute this to Michael Bay... Kevin Smith, too, because, uh, of course, Kevin Smith uh, put, put Ben Affleck in Lovzer in the That's when, true.
0: When did Armageddon come out? Hmm? 98, right? Armageddon Ooh. came out in 98? No, Armageddon came out in 98. Yeah, I thought okay. you were talking about the Kevin Smith one. with. No, uh,
1: Chasing Amy. Yeah, that it one. came out in 97. Okay. So, Chasing Amy came first which they're totally unrelated movies. <laughs> Chasing Amy. Same movie, man. Ch- just kidding. Chasing Amy also happens to be
0: one of my favorite films. Ooh, yeah, so
1: if we ever talk about a Kevin Smith episode, I'd love to just dig into Oh, we'll definitely,
0: it. we'll do that with Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. That'd be gnarly, dude. Nah, that'd be gnarly, yeah. yeah. Do
1: a meeting up with Kevin Smith. That'd be yeah. nuts. I don't even know how to get in contact with this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, no, definitely. So I think that's, I think that's what's, dope about uh that's what's dope about about armageddon to a certain extent right like how how much of uh how how, uh, like how 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 cool how cool of the concept in and of itself it is without um but it's the concept aside is mostly the stars mostly ben affleck bruce willis Liv tyler and all these different characters are kind of um bouncing off the chair because it's you know This was coming right after Apollo 13, which is, you know, we covered in the Ron Ron Howard episode. Uh, That movie came out in 95. This comes out in 98. And, you know, it's all about, you know, that movie is all about the seriousness of being astronauts. This movie just kind of takes astronauts (laughs) or space travel and just kind of throws out the window (laughs) for the idea of bringing truck drivers, or or, I'm sorry, sorry, or oil drillers (laughs) to the to to
0: stop a a meteorite. I was going to say, suspension of disbelief reached an all-time high with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we can't teach these professional astronauts who've... Are super well studied and learn everything how to do it. It has to be that guy. Well, you know, that's
1: you know that's that's the funny quote, right? Did you hear that whole thing? If you listen to the um, Armageddon uh, commentary? Uh, commentary, with yes. Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's why I was laughing
0: when you first mentioned Ben Affleck because <laughs> I was thinking about the commentary he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, like, <laughs> that's the it's best. so good. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, because he's just trashing the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's always funny. When you hear the actors talk about Michael Bay because I was I was uh, listening to T.J. Miller. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen that kind of kind of talking about this dude. He says something nuts like like he's just like he, he's a madman telling you to get out of the way of the shot or whatever. Like it's just so funny that all these actors have these opinions on Michael Bay. But yeah, he seems to draw in the biggest talent in the world
0: yeah uh, i mean he's i i kind of want to mention that now that you brought it up the mm. the story that my friend said so my friend had a story he worked on he was a pa on transformer one of the transformers ones for like a day or two mm-hmm. and he told me that that michael bay is insane first of all and he told me that that while he some guy was uh took a seat on a on like a stool or something mm-hmm. um and michael bay's just running around the set and he like turns to the guy and says you're fired <laughs> and he just walks away <laughs> and and apparently like you can't you have to be like never look him in the eye you always have to be moving you can't be standing still or sitting down if you're sitting down you'll be fired mm. um and afterwards a producer took him aside and was like by the way you just fired our catering guy you can't do that we're gonna rehire him and he's like oh that's fine whatever (laughs) but basically he was telling me how like he likes to be behind the camera that's the one thing he told me too and Mm -hmm. that's something that michael bay like cam op is what i mean Mm -hmm. um and the fact that he's absolutely insane <laughs> mm-hmm. and will fire you if you look him in the eye or if you're, you're not if you're not doing something, if you're sitting down or something yeah, like that.
1: Which is funny. If you're ever a PA on a movie,
0: you'll know that 90% of your job is just standing there and doing nothing. If you're a PA <laughs> on a movie, that's true. That's very true. But if you're PA on a movie, I, I was talking to my mom about it because I was explaining how much, like, I'm like, Mom, you don't get it. It's slavery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Being a PA is you're, you're a slave. That's yeah. essentially what you are. Yeah. Um, and you don't sit. That's one thing I learned very quickly. You, I never took a seat in like a 13 hour. That's why I'm saying you stand there (laughs) and do nothing. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm, my feet hurt <laughs> yeah 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 and i yeah, have yeah. to do this for 12 more hours right
1: right 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 it's it's funny because with pa the pa life usually you show up to set you work really really hard for like two three hours and yeah set everything just up. running around yeah, yeah 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 and then like once they actually start shooting like
0: you have to be like silent like hey not I mean, just that but you're calling for silence yeah I, that's yeah. what i did a lot when i was a pa was right. calling for silence or right. echoing the calls yeah for echoing silence. the ad's and stuff like yeah. that yeah
1: yeah, yeah 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 that's what it is um <laughs> either way. Poor, poor, poor guy. A I just think murders, it's funny. <laughs> he faded, fired the caterer. Yeah. And he's I like, was... You
0: can't do that, you gotta hire him in the yeah. we need food. <laughs> we need to eat.
1: Well, you know, really, I've honestly heard a lot of stories of directors who would just like walk to somebody and just fire you on fire? the spot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I uh, I was I was one of my professors I guess I shouldn't say that, but I've heard this story at you know, from somebody who worked on a Spike Lee film and they were talking about how um this pe- how how for how they were setting up a shot like a morning shot like a early early morning shot and they had to Uh, This is not about firing, but it's just a random PA story, right? Like, they they had to get the shot, but there's this milk truck in the way. So then, like, obviously they can't tell the milk truck, hey, get out the shot. So then they literally sent all the PAs over there and helped the milk guy deliver the milk uh, so they could start setting up the shot, right? That's just the crazy things that, like. Come up on on, on Sassy. I just Jay had life.
0: like an idea for like a show. Like call it PA stories, if you, and it doesn't have to be big movies. Like yeah. if you've worked on short films, like I have, mm-hmm. or, like just random short films from the director and a local director. Right. There is so many insane stories. Like mm-hmm. I can personally tell you. Right. And I'm not even like a pro PA, like full level pro PA like other people right, are right, right, right. who can tell you even crazier oh, stories. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That to the point where everyone's going to top another one. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be crazy? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. PAs have stories to tell.
1: Right, right, right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they're
0: and they're all like you it's like that's not true. Oh, it's true. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, salute to Spike though man had the biggest one of his biggest third highest opening weekend for Spike Lee oh how much did it make Uh, I think it was uh, something in the range of uh, I don't know I actually don't know numbers (laughs) oh I love numbers man it's number five open number five open number five nice
0: top five It made 10 mil over the 10 mil 10 mil 10 mil Um, it's third biggest opening I loved that movie Black Klansman yeah holy crap I I was like this is gonna be good I'm gonna like it maybe Mm -hmm. but you know it's gonna be you know typical Spike Lee whatever um and i freaking walked out and i was like holy crap that was really freaking good like that mm. is legit one of my favorite movies of the year yeah so yeah. freaking
1: good Nah, no, it's, it's amazing shout out to spike lee shout out to um, spike lee check out our episode on spike yeah Link. we did an I mean, episode on spike yeah lee. Yeah,
0: yeah um because otherwise i would have loved to done that again yeah. uh just to talk about black cons because <laughs> i have a lot to say because it was so good, yeah, was good um definitely. armageddon is crazy yeah uh, the idea of putting a nuke inside an asteroid and the fact that it would just go whoop around the earth is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Right. And the fact that you have to get like professional driller guys mm-hmm. who are crazy, who are all insane. Mm-hmm. Um, even Steve Buscemi said it himself. Yeah, that they're Buscemi, all insane. thus yeah, yeah.
1: um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. This, this movie, it's got a good cast. What's the, what's the guy who, uh, my favorite character in this movie. I don't want to ask you cause I should know. Um, the freaking blonde cowboy guy in the movie.
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Owen
0: Wilson, uh, William Fichtner, Liv Tyler, obviously that Billy Bob. I forgot about Billy, Billy Bob Bob Bob's Thornton. in the movie. Yeah, this uh, Michael Clark Duncan. In yeah. a great performance.
1: R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. He's in. Yo, you know what? I, again, I just watched The Island today, so I'm noticing you said Steve Buscemi and uh, and Michael Clark Duncan both in
0: The Island. As well, so <laughs> hey, this shows Michael Bay likes his actors, you know? yeah, Michael Bay likes his actors, and definitely is here's here's some here's you know back to what what is he trying to say with this movie? I mm. mean essentially, the whole movie is about the father realizing. That his he's daughter. okay with, you know, the love of her life. His daughter going with another guy. Right. Um, also
1: being the guy who, like, he works with. <laughs> also being the guy he works with. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. really
0: trust the guy. And mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. The super stereotypical, old-fashioned kind of mentality mm-hmm. that Michael Bay tends to have in the majority of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think he's there's something there?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's definitely... You know, <laughs> I, mean, I think you gotta I get the dad out of the way. They're, they're, you gotta blow himself up. Hey, bro. He gotta. He gotta. Daddy's gotta go, of, man. Gotta explode <laughs> on top of a meteorite to, in order to, to to properly give his blessing. Um, yeah. It's funny because you know this movie, and I think. You know, Transformers Four. <laughs> have the daughter, uh,
0: father. Oh, the Transformers right? Four. I'll get into that. That's <laughs> some weird shit in that movie. Man, we
1: should have called John Roka for a uh, Transformers movies. Oh man, <laughs> man. I, I'm about to d-
0: obliterate them once we get to him. <laughs> we need a defender for those, man. Oh no, I I, 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 don't, I don't. I still don't comprehend it, man. Especially watching these movies again, it's it's incomprehensible. Oh no, like uh, it's so funny. Speaking of Roka, Matt Nos and I went back back and forth on 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 Movie fights. My first movie fights. Mm-hmm. It was Matt Nos and I arguing the worst movie of all time mm-hmm. um, to to get more than a hundred million mm-hmm. because there was obviously a ton of like super low budget mm-hmm. shitty movies. Right, right, right. And we were going back and forth. <laughs> he said Transformers two. I said Transformers three. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and that was the movie fight. Hey, and man. we were both like, "Mine's shittier than yours." Oh yeah? <laughs> well, mine has this shitty thing that happens. And Matt Nos is like, "Oh yeah? Well, this one's extra shitty with shitty on top." And we're talking about the transformers movies it's yeah. the same movie yeah, yeah. and we're same trying franchise. to beat each other in a movie fight mm-hmm. i just think that's so ironic the fact that mac has a, a show with uh john roca <laughs> the fact that we both have mutual hate right for the transformers <laughs> uh, venomous movies hate venomous hate uh yeah they're bad yeah. they're bad and we'll get into it but um, yeah that's my thing with armageddon it does have that father-daughter thing and the whole get the the daughter out of the way you got to accept it kind of thing and no. um she's trying to grow up and he's afraid to let his sweet baby girl go yeah right, really right. like 1950s type shit bro <laughs> <laughs> nah
1: i mean it's, it's heartfelt though and i feel yeah. like the love that bruce willis puts on display for his daughter Liv tyler uh is 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 nice it's, it's sweet you know i mean it's adorable and and i think that you know uh, but I also think they sell a pretty good chemistry between Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of believe that they're gonna, you know, that they're it's romantic. and it's Liv Tyler, man. Yeah, I mean, you can never go wrong with Liv Tyler. You can never go wrong. Isn't it weird that her dad sings the the main song for this movie? <laughs> Super weird. And then but, I find that really weird. No one else <laughs> does. I, I'm glad that you do too. And then the whole point of the movie is the dad being played by Bruce Willis. Yes, yeah, and he dies. Yes, as, <laughs> he's being sung. That's that's like Inception. That's meta on top of meta right there. Uh, <laughs> did then the song win an Oscar Wasn't, I it, think it, it I, I know it was nominated I Best just don't original know if song? it won. yeah
0: I don't, I don't know um, either, if but. it didn't it should have won yeah it's my yeah. favorite thing in the movie is yeah. the song Um, speaking of very attractive women <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> let's go to Pearl Harbor Pearl Harbor and talk about Kate Beckinsale Kate Beckinsale and uh, choosing over two time. men yeah during one of the most crazy <laughs> moments in u.s, US history. history yeah yeah <laughs> literally the the uh, defining moment that
1: was the turning point for the united states and the modern and era and it's all about <laughs> it's all about kate beckinsale trying to
0: pick K. which one right 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 oh, oh man, pearl harbor nuts. man what are your thoughts on this movie
1: oh man it's just it's, it's crazy man i mean like i said i watched it the two times i watched it were in two of my history classes uh, <laughs> Isn't this movie long as Oh, it's super long. You know, right? that's my that's yeah. my
0: problem with Bad Boys too. And I didn't want to offend Josh so much too, but yeah. man, this movie, Bad Boys too, I can't lie, and I know you like it a lot too, mm. but it drags, bro. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't want to say that it drags, but it drags. Hey, it man, just drags. It moves for me, man. Oh, it, it drags moving. for me. I'm like, this movie's oh oh, and yeah. uh, and this is another one that it's like, oh my god, this movie, you feel the length. Yeah, this one, this one's a little longer, and.
1: You know, they're, they're trying to sell it off that whole hype that, like, Saving Private Ryan had, like, kind of kind of waved in, you know. the mm-hmm.
0: uh, I think this was before, wasn't it?
1: Um, oh, I no, no. You, uh, yeah, you're out. right. Saving yeah. Private Ryan was before. Yeah, but it kind of wrote that wave, right? Like, mm-hmm. the retelling of the story that, you know, we haven't heard or, you know, it's partially fictionalized i know for saving private ryan it's based on the true thing but they fictionalized a lot of it It is kind of a similar situation i don't know if they based it off of anything but there are real characters in this movie like the character that cuba gooding junior plays that's uh, right yeah the cook that's actually a real figure and uh pearl harbor a real a real hero um and there's a lot of parts of this movie that are actually like real uh it's just framed in this like fictional kind of um sappy love story
0: <laughs> oh boy so, this 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 movie this love story man so this is uh josh hartnett's kind of come to screen kind of thing i know uh, i know he did stuff before this i well, think he did tv stuff right what i don't he? know i don't even know who josh hartnett is, josh bro. hartnett man the other guy that...
1: <laughs> i know i know he's the other guy oh i don't know what, he, what else is he in <laughs> i think he
0: was in like a tv show before this um and now he's in penny dreadful check out penny dreadful oh, really for yeah. all you penny dreadful fans in that show over um, yeah, I know. It's on Netflix. Though. Oh, okay. It's dope. You can go it's watch dope. it on Netflix. Shout yeah. out to to my girl, um, Ava Green.
1: Ava Green. Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. Heard Dang, that show's good. I got to check out that one, the Nick on, on Cinemax. Mm, yeah. yeah, that one I got to check out. Yeah, Steven yeah.
0: Soderbergh. Um, but anyway, Pearl Harbor has some very tense, dramatic, horrifying moments, which essentially, the first half of the movie is a horror movie, right? When it comes to actual bombing and the actual stuff that's going on it's you imagine like i can't imagine that like same with dunkirk dunkirk also showed Mm me the mm -hmm. horror of like being Being on on a ship uh, that's going down is the worst you like shoot me (laughs) please (laughs) because i don't want to drown to death on a ship and i'm trying to open the door hell no (laughs) that's like the worst way to go ace now i'm offended you, what? You've compared
1: Pearl Harbor to Dunkirk. I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the I, same movie, RB3. Get over it. <laughs> now I'm offended. <laughs> and you love Michael Bay. Hey, okay. man. <laughs> Michael Bay, hire me. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, if hire me too, man. He's just
0: going to walk out. And yeah. he's gonna be like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> <And they're> just <laughs> <walk away. laughs> Have you seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. No. Uh, but anyways, that that to me, at least for the most part, I remember watching that, and and I watched this movie as a kid. I remember that 100. Mm-hmm. Um, percent And thinking that's ter- terrifying. Like that's right. so terrifying.
1: And I, you know, uh, they portray uh, the the angle from the Japanese military um they cut back and forth between that as well that's some, right some controversy between you know that kind of representation at least in the sense that uh you know the the motivation behind behind the bombings and stuff sure. like that sure uh, i know a lot of people call that side of the story into question a lot as well uh, i'm not too familiar about uh about the controversy surrounding this movie but it's just interesting that uh you know this is When you look at Pearl Harbor, you know from the perspective of American history books, like this is the moment where, like the U.S. was like deep in depression. World War II was like already happening everywhere else in the world, but this was like the beginning of U.S. involvement, right? So then, you know, the way the way it's handled in this movie, at least, it 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 seems very much. I don't know. It seem it, it seems sudden. I don't know. I guess I'm. I guess what I'm getting at here is that. We don't receive a lot of context for the rest of the world um, during this time. You know, what I mean, we see, we see, we see at least the rest of America. We we like in like we talk about Michael Bay. He's a very pro-military guy. We see it from the naval standpoint, right? From the from the um, military standpoint. Um, but I feel like this movie could have been a lot more compelling if it was. If it reached outside of that a little bit more, because you know, obviously Kate Beckinsale plays like a nurse, right? She plays a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she plays like a nurse and wakes up in like perfect makeup, like every time she wakes up for some reason. Um, but It's just so. I think. I think. I think to me, I think that's what I think the movie could have benefited from was um, the external perspective a little more um, outside of the military and, and the naval and the calling shots kind of deal. I, uh, I wish it was more personal and. And the the way he explored the, the the time period uh, a little more. So yeah,
0: I mean, we do see a little bit of the Japanese having some dialogue between each other. I just remember that famous line. I don't famous line. Yeah. Um. From from the one of the Japanese generals who yeah. says like we just woke a, a sleeping giant or something like that. Yeah. We just poked the biggest bear or something like that. I forget yeah. the the exact line, but he yeah. says something like that because the U.S. is like the biggest. Right. Right. We right. picked a fight with the biggest guy. And, in the mm. schoolyard, whatever the line is. right? I think it's, we just awoke a sleeping giant is what, what the mm-hmm. line is, but it's that kind of, it. it's that reflection of patriotism back to the audience, because that's what the audience wants to see. He wa- The audience wants to see USA, go USA, America, 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 right. America, and then the, the Japanese guy's going like, oh shit, we just messed with the biggest guy, and the audience reaction is like, that's right, boy, that's right. That kind of mentality right. of Super militaristic type of sense of the U.S. military, right? Because this movie is also super military mm-hmm, <laughs> type mm-hmm. movie, especially with Alec Baldwin's character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting point. Have you seen Men in the High Castle? I have not. My buddy and I were watching that show, and it's about it's about like uh, uh, other timeline, I guess. Mm. What if what if the Nazis? Um, actually won, and what if the Japanese were still... Basically, what if the the other The Axis, yeah. The the Axis axis, powers won. So, it's the the Nazis take over, like, the East Coast, and the Japanese take over the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Um, So, they show, like, a different version of, like, 1950s, 1960s LA. Mm -hmm. It's super interesting, but it's one of those things of, like, back then, what the Japanese were like. Because if, if you think of Japanese now, we think of, like, anime and kawaii and super technology technology and like culture being like crazy and funny and cool and but back then (laughs) it just wasn't like that it was very very traditional it was very very, you know like victory type thing um so yeah that's an interesting point you bring up because i forget about you know controversy that was surrounding certain movies right right, but uh for the most part this movie is just a a big sappy love story <laughs> right 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 and we, it's another example of you know michael bay
1: making an overtly kind of political movie without involving much of the politics sure. and of itself i mean we do see don't we see like an, an, an american president and don't we see we, we uh, see fdr frederick, yeah frederick uh, frederick douglas jesus christ yeah we see fdr yeah, because he has that yeah. scene
0: where he stands up and he's like i've had enough of this Yeah, yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah and he looks like fdr too yeah he, he looks really like looks him. like i yeah. remember that too um, yeah, not just that, but I forgot Ip Man, too. Have you seen Ip Man? The, uh, the, With, yeah, the, the, the martial Lee. arts movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not Bruce Lee. It's uh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Yeah. But it's about the guy who trained Bruce Correct. Lee. Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of tackles the Japanese-Chinese relations during that time. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember but mm-hmm. watching that movie. Mm-hmm. But it also talks about how the Japanese were back then. Mm-hmm. Um, even invading something like China. Mm-hmm. And China is enormous. And yet the Japanese were like, we don't care, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and how crazy they were, basically. Um, but I don't know. I just went on a tangent about that. But, yeah, man, Pearl Harbor, I think that's the biggest thing that people remember from it. And it's obviously the music plays heavy hand, too. Right, right, Because the music right, is super right. dramatic and over right. the top. And the love scenes are super dramatic and over the top. Yeah. You remember the love scene with, with Josh? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like in parachutes. Mm-hmm. And there's parachutes hanging mm-hmm. from the wall. Mm-hmm. And they're making love on par- – I, I forget what it is. But it's yeah. like blankets everywhere yeah. and stuff. I what you're talking about, yeah. And I was like, this is <laughs> – That's crazy. This <laughs> is crazy, man. Yeah. But I guess if, if people are into it, man, I guess – yeah, Pro Harbor. Do man. you, man. Do yeah. you. Um, the Island is a movie you just The Island saw. is a
1: movie I just engaged in. So this You've is, seen it before though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've seen it briefly before, but I given the full sit down watch. Because this is really I mean Transformers Aside, this is really Michael Bay's only sci fi movie. Like, oh that's right. Instead of like a just a pure action movie. It's a good point. Um and you know this—it's a movie uh, uh, starring uh, Ewan McGregor or uh, Obi Wan. My boy, my homie, yeah. Obi Wan. Let's yeah. go, Ewan. Yeah, and he uh, and and and, and Star, Scarlett Johansson as Scarlett well. Scarlett Johansson.
0: Um, it's it's set in the world. Set, what are you going to say? I was going to say, and this again. This is people probably get mad at me by saying this, but notice every female lead in all these movies. What do they have in common? <laughs> Bad Boys, Pearl Harbor, Armageddon. And, and the, now Scarlett Johansson. They're all beautiful women. They're all super stunning, beautiful women. <laughs> like, drop dead. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Like, crazy beautiful women. I just right. thought that was... And we'll see that again in Transformers, obviously. Right, right the, the, the Michael Bay way certainly has a formula to it <laughs> when it comes um, to female characters.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he, he definitely has, you know... But uh, back to the island. But you know, the island though, I feel like that's a movie where it's about not not necessarily about it's about a lot of things. I feel like that's probably one of the more meaningful movies that he's done because it's about a dystopian future um, where these clones are sent to this are, are like well they don't know they're clones, but they just think they're just a, a piece of society that's left that's like forced to stay on this island. Um, long story short, we realize that they're actually clones of real people. Um, that are hit away in case those actual people in the future like need like filthy organs. rich people, yeah, filthy rich people, yeah. In case those people need uh, organs or or uh, or, or surgery or, or new skin or whatever, you know, they just take it off the clone and give it to them. I think that's a pretty fascinating idea. Um, in the in the sense that it's it's, it's about uh, in the sense that it's about a future where the wealthy, the one percent, are making an attempt at eternity and how that attempt that eternity kind of blows back i mean you know i've been watching i've been binging westworld recently oh, i was uh, gonna say altered carbon i haven't watched arts and oh, carbon yet i but. was
0: gonna be so excited if you said <laughs> altered Carbon. i know westworld's <laughs> great too westworld, did you finish i did too? Yeah, 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 I, yeah i was watching it like uh, as soon as it uh, premiered i was right there oh uh,
1: okay now i only saw the first episode live and then <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I watched
0: everything live <laughs> oh, okay i'm catching
1: i'm catching up to it now yeah, though. Yeah. and um one of the things that I found really fascinating in season two, you know, without spoilers, is that the kind of the undercurring idea behind Westworld is not necessarily an amusement park, but an idea for extending life, right? And uh and I think that's what this movie kind of kind of tackles a lot of too, right? Like what's you know, to what moral extent are should we toy with science and these kind of like Frankenstein monster type of clones. How you're presenting that, you know? what I mean, it's, it says a lot about a lot of different things. That I've always appreciated.
0: Yeah, that's all altered carbon too. Altered carbon is literally about mm. rich people extending their lives type. Of right, thing right.
1: Too. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the it's, it's you know it's the Blade Runner effect. It too, is, right? I and mean, that's yeah. what I was
0: gonna say. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Ghost right. in the Shell is literally about that too. If if you watch the the anime, the series. Anime series because right. the, the the movie not so much, but the anime series gets into immortality and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, literally every c- cyberpunk type right. <laughs> movie or or show tackles that. Right, right. Which yeah. is why Blade Runner is a classic. And Blade Runner is a 20, classic, 20, 2049 and Blade Runner twenty forty nine is, is not. great. <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> we not. said it at the same time. <laughs> As you were saying, it's not. I was saying it's great. Hey man, it's, it's facts I'm telling you, man. Have you have you heard of the YouTube channel Film Joy? Ah uh, no. Uh, Filmjoy did a video on Blade Runner twenty forty nine and why it's great. Um, Wonderful. and you should check that out, RB3. I don't need,
1: I don't need anybody trying to justify to either. tell
0: you you're wrong. <laughs> you need someone to tell you nah, you're wrong. I'm,
1: not, I'm right, by the way. You can watch my little clip. There's a little clip from the Wanger show we did in San that. Diego when I'm arguing for Blair. I didn't
0: even get all the points
1: out. I only had and you're minutes.
0: arguing with Adam, who's like the biggest Denny fan, yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. Because I remember he's like a massive Denny fan, oh, he's the biggest, yeah, uh,
1: and he he loves Barry Run 24, but he got yeah. stomped.
0: And Listen, if 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 we're to, if we're
1: to have a serious conversation, Ace, about Blade Runner twenty forty nine one day, I, can, I I'll lay you out every single scene by scene what I what I hate. You know, what I mean, that's
0: totally a video we should. do. Hundred percent, we got to man, have to.
1: Yeah, I could go scene by scene of what I think because I I actually do think Blade Runner twenty forty nine is a great film in some sense. Like there are scenes that are amazing to me. Sure. There are also just scenes that I feel like are really bad. But that's just my opinion.
0: The only one that agrees with you is the box office. Ooh, (laughs) Ooh, boy. (laughs) Hey, what I've got
1: nominated for best popular film, huh? Oscars, huh? Oh, dude, don't get me started on that. (laughs) Why'd you have to bring that up? (laughs) Now the
0: Michael Bay thing is out the door. (laughs) We're going to talk about just that. Is the Oscars? Because I, like, literally, your tweet was gonna be my tweet. Really? <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Dude. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I think that's like the biggest scapegoat they can do. Yeah, yeah. It's like the most like, well, we could nominate these movies, but let's just make up another category and yeah. then we can nominate it there. Yeah. See guys, we're hip, we're cool, and it's like, ooh. Yeah. This is it's this like bad. best
1: animated feature all over again. You dude, know? it's
0: bad. I mean it's yeah. one of those things where I I, I said it on, on Twitter. I said it's the idea of like sitting at the table type thing it's like Mm. "Uh, you can't really sit at our table but we made another table it's kind of cool (laughs) i mean it's a little shittier it's a little low to the ground you got kind of shitty seats and but there's cool stuff it's got cool confetti and blue and it's like it's trying to pander so much yeah when it's just like why can't superhero cool actual good quality films actually be nominated for best picture That's never gonna happen What's anymore because it's best popular film. Yeah. What's oh my god. In Black Panther? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Black Panther is a perfect example of why that's like, well, I mean, not best picture, but best cool popcorn stuff. And yeah. it's like, oh, come on, man, come on. You look
1: at the story of Black Panther too. Like, that's the most Oscar movie. <laughs> we just look at the story, right? It's about a king who came, who's wrestling with the idea of tradition versus technology. But just because and... it's a superhero film, <laughs> it
0: probably won't get nominated for best yeah. picture. Yeah. That's, and it, that to me is mind blowing.
1: You know what's funny to me, man? Somebody Just me...
0: because of that. And I, I insist that a lot of people might disagree with me, but I insist that the Academy is literally, they have a vendetta against like superhero film. I really do feel that.
1: Logan definitely could have been nominated over like half those nominees last year. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say though, I, 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 do, uh, I do hope the Academy does. I, I, I think it's a little foul. I don't know if they heard our podcast and, like, kind of misinterpreted
0: what we were saying about how to fix the Oscars. <laughs> Cause That's uh, where I, I talked to my mom about how we made an entire podcast about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we literally had an entire episode of why the Oscar viewers were, like, failing. Right, like, right. It was just right, kept going right. down and down and down. And I, I think in
1: that segment, I I, I think I, I, had, I had kind of incorrectly said that I think they should figure out a different way with the technical categories. I sure. don't think doing them doing the commercials is the right thing at all. Uh, <laughs> I think you. I don't know. You definitely could have. Somebody made a great point, man. You know that the Oscars spent 21 minutes last year of Army Hammer throwing hot dogs at unsuspecting people just trying to watch A Wrinkle in Time. But now they're cutting. <laughs> now they're cutting uh, commercial breaks. You know what I mean? Uh, but cutting cutting the technical categories of commercial. I always said, man, if you want the Oscar viewership to go up, let the short films be public. Let them be on YouTube, man. If you want people to watch them, because honestly, if people aren't going to watch the regular movies, people. If imagine if you know, God forbid, like Logan Paul ever makes something you know what I mean? that's Oscar worthy. But imagine if 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 a big three three million four million uh, subscriber YouTuber makes this amazing short film that's Oscar worthy. Imagine all those people that are going to tune in, right? That's like such a good point. That's yeah. gonna be that would be amazing, but. They're never going to do that. So yeah. I think that would have been a great solution to incorporate a younger generation. Nobody wants a popular film category.
0: Well, yeah, n- n- uh. not, no, they they want to be associated with the best, right? Yeah. Best picture. That that was my gripe. That's what I. That the whole thing was about three billboards outside yeah. Ebbing, Missouri, yeah. or whatever the movie's called. Right. The right. fact that. No one's seen that. Like it's a great movie, cool, but come on, you can nominate other stuff too, man. And you know, and you you think
1: about it, man. Like really, something like Gladiator or Lord of the Ring. I mean, Lord of the Rings is a great movie, but I'm telling you, if
0: Lord of the Rings came out now, it wouldn't get nominated. It wouldn't get nominated, hundred percent, and
1: and definitely. And you know, I think particularly more towards Gladiator. If you compare something like Gladiator to Black Panther. The difference in quality isn't that variable, Honestly, Gladiator like, is one
0: of my all-time favorite movies. No,
1: but okay, no, no I love Gladiator okay. too. I <laughs> love Gladiator. No, I love Gladiator, but yeah. honestly, like, it's not the deep philosophical character study. I mean, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's a great action movie, and it's a great character piece. But I think. You could definitely make comparisons to Black Panther at the very least. I mean, there's a reason
0: why I liked it as a kid. I was like nine when I saw Gladiator. There's a reason why. It's because it's cool, sword and sandal.
1: Right, right, right. I think it's just my point at least. It's very, it's at least as if not as great. Black Panther is at least as important as Gladiator, sure. right? So I don't know. I feel like that's the yeah, total. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's that. That's probably one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one. But to be honest, man, our entire podcast was about this, too, mm. uh, on that episode. Pe- they're just ignoring the, the the main reason why that mm. people don't didn't watch the Oscars. It's because of the politics. Mm. Mm. And I insist that that's another reason why. But- yeah. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Kimmel, but let's not have Kimmel back. You know. No, I mean? but uh, like, but it's it's uh, how just, many people, if you ask on Twitter, didn't watch the Oscars because of politics? Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, a ton. Strip down the politics. Strip down the
1: stupid sketches. Strip down the musical acts. <laughs> just get to the awards and and
0: and make the short films popular. And get rid of this whole... And nominate the island for Best Popular Film. (laughs) I don't know about that. I
1: don't know if it's that good, Ace, but... No, um, I'm just trying to transition back to the island. (laughs) uh, The island is definitely a uh, Best Popular Film winner. No, I think it won an MTV award, though, which is weird. Really? Uh, That's weird. I think, I think. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, it it, it has a lot to say about the future and how we treat each other and how the advancement of technology is going to lead to this point. Um, I also think this is interesting because it's the first sci-fi I mean of course Transformers is different but this is the first uh sci-fi movie that kind of carries the Michael Bay aesthetic to a certain extent so it's still like the hyper glamorized camera moves is still like hey, the, the insane super saturation levels, super saturation the chase still, the, the car chases are still super insane even <laughs> crazy even though it's set in the future there's like there's a scene where um they are it's literally the same exact scene as bad boys too like they're in they're in, they're in this truck with these giant like things and and he she, he pulls the strap and like like less than on the cars behind them the exact same way as Bad Boys too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except yeah. it's just future, so the cars are like flying. Uh, or and, and, he's like
0: and, retreading things that happen in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. So, but it's it's that, cool. That me. car chase is. I I like we talked about it with Josh, but that I still think that's one. Like you said, it's one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. thing is crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like when when Will Smith like peeks out the window and he sees the car. Yeah. He's like, oh my god! Or yeah. I forget what he says. Like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it that that I felt that I felt like the cars were gonna hit me yeah when i was watching that yeah so props to michael bay for making cool chase scenes yeah and no, making absolutely. almost every movie have a chase yeah, scene yeah um before we move on to the transformers franchise um i was watching michael bay stuff on youtube and mm. i ran across a cinefex video oh really him. do you remember when cinefex used to do uh the drinking games mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. with tea mm-hmm. shout out to T. tea is amazing i love tea um they did one for Michael Bay movies. Oh, really? <laughs> and oh, uh, I just wanted to read off the 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 drinking game. For anything that happens in a Michael Bay movie. I they just said a Michael Bay movie. Hey, hey people take note. We're, we're, um, we're doing this at home. They said drink once if there's a slow-mo, a screaming girl, product placement, <laughs> sexism, oh, shit. making out, or classic <laughs> rock place." Oh, man. You're going to be smashed <laughs> by the first 15 minutes. <laughs> drink, drink twice if there's a crazy death scene, an explosion, oh. stereotype or racism, <laughs> or a car crash. Oh, No. You're and, done the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and then drink three times if there's a sunset, um, a car chase, or some helicopter shots, mm. which right. there's a lot. <laughs> you're, you're cooked after right? 60 <laughs> seconds of <so, laughs> watching the Michael Bay movie. And I just think it's funny because that's, that's Michael Bay in a nutshell, man. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
1: It is Michael Bay. You know what's fucked up, man? This entire podcast, I've held this in my pocket. And I, I I literally forgot to mention it when we we're talking about both Bad Boys Two and Black Klansmen. but I love in Bad Boys Two when the movie literally opens with like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence uh, taking out an entire KKK meeting <laughs> right. the yeah. cross burning. I just think that shit was so funny. Um, and it, relating it to that, like that's the opening scene. And I'm telling you that movie had it's just uh, set in the middle of uh, of a river, yo. Explosion, gunshots. People getting shot, people getting murdered, so much slow motion, <laughs> and just uh, and just one opening sequence. That is the cool. That is when the hype is opening moments when they all the dudes are just wearing the mask or whatever, burning the cross. They're like, we're not gonna let da 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 and, then like, and then I think Will Smith gets shot or one of them gets shy, Matt, no, shot in that. No, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence gets shot. Yeah, yeah. He gets shot in the butt. Yeah, in the butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh but yeah if Michael you are taking Bay. It, if that I was I was saying that so if you if you're doing this drinking game at home, don't do bad boys too. Oh no. <laughs> uh, You'd be dead quick. You'd you be dead by by the time the crosses <laughs> get lit, you know? Uh so <laughs> Not
0: that uh, one. Let's get into the Transformers movies. Yeah. Because that were just the one big blanket, the Transformers movies. No, they are just kind of one thing. Uh, they really kind of is. Um, so I said before, I highly recommend watching Lindsay Ellis' video on it. I don't know if you've mm. seen them. Um, I but, saw them a long time ago. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't yeah. she, she's still updating it. Like, she's still making more. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, is
1: it more than one video?
2: or
0: is it Yeah, like, it's a series. Oh, it's a series. Yeah, okay. she oh, says she's well. going to make 12, and she's made 10 oh okay the marxism one just came out like a week or two ago marx oh oh it's it's all marxism bro (laughs) who knew that the transformers movies had a big influence in marxist theory because it basically checks all the lists off marxist theory. really about the freaking commercialism of capitalism of of capitalism right, right 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 and how everything is basically a product to consume to basically subdue Mm-hmm. the lower class citizens yeah, That's right, right, right. <laughs> transformers right, the so logo these, pops out so are these movies pro capitalism or anti-capitalism oh this movie or? is like a capitalistic wet dream but it, fi- <laughs> it, it basically fills all the the marxist basically all the warnings that marked that Karl marx gave right, on right, capitalism right. this movie does that. Right, right, this movie fills all the warnings out as far as what it basically entails it's mm. insane it's Absolutely insane, right. but but she talks about how what it has to say about queer identity, what it has to say about women, mm. a lot. It has a lot to say about women, um, and she breaks it all down in those videos that I already make, recommended like five times. Right. But she's great. She's amazing. She's great. She's one of my I love Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. I, I think she she Jesus. I should stop talking. Yeah. U S C graduate. Fight on. There you go. Um. But yeah, I was gonna say something else um because <laughs> I, I was on twitter and i was like going through a twitter feed because because mm-hmm. i was just curious right. um and i was like did she get married because she's like in a wedding dress and something <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey just go on her twitter i'm being honest and i can't lie a part of me was like damn it <laughs> a little part of me uh, she'll watch this and never work with me she's going to quote she's going to be like you're just like michael bay. Um, oh. That's a big <laughs> allegation. Um anyways, for a movie franchise that has such a notorious uh fan base, such a notorious critical acclaim. Mm. <laughs> it sure has a lot to say, apparently is what I'm learning with the Transformers <laughs> movies cuz to be honest man, Transformers rewatching these movies, and I know we just talked about Roka beforehand, mm-hmm. but the fact that Roka defends these movies, I'm telling you, man, I've seen a lot of movies, RB3. <laughs> and I'm letting you know right now, the Transformers movies are some of, if not, the worst movie movies of all time. <laughs> oh man. And that's not an exaggeration. Right, let's, let's take the first one that's out. That's not that's not hyperbole. Mm-hmm. That's some real shit. No. And if if all you right. don't agree, go watch the movie fights where me and nah. Matt knows. Hey, listen, no, no, <laughs> and hey. Going back and forth talking about which Transformers movie, which it's the most successful shitty movie franchise of all time. Oh, yeah, I, definitely. I, I just, I, I, re-watching these, it gives me confirmation. It's so freaking bad. It's everything that people don't like about Michael Bay to the 10th, yeah. nth craziest degree that you can possibly think of. It's it's it, it it paints awful stereotypes on people of color it yeah. paints awful stereotypes of women it frames people in horrible ways and what's worse is that it's just legitimately hard to follow and bad yeah they're hard
1: to follow Definitely, <laughs> it's
0: so loud it's so in your face it has some of the quickest cuttings in any movie ever mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's awful it's just really bad. <laughs> hey,
1: nah. hey, well, let's uh, let's let's hear how you really feel, Ace. No, I'm kidding. Um, I can keep going, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I love the first one. I, I'm gonna say that up front. like no cap. Even the first one is the first one. Nah, we is not,
0: I. Nah, because nah, everyone's nah. like, yo, the first one's good, and I'm like, is it though? Is it good? It's not good. Or is it it's, like it's not good? It's, it's amazing. all right. It's amazing, Ace. <laughs> That's what it is, all right.
1: And I'll tell you why. All right. As, why? Soon, as, as soon as that movie started with uh uh uh, uh what, what what is what's, what's the opening scene of that?
0: Of yeah. of the 1st one, of the first one, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it uh his grandfather? Fighting?
1: Yeah, yeah, yo, know, and and, the, and and the ice thing. With, yeah, with, and he, and then it cuts to the class presentation and his dad and everybody. I don't know, man. I love that. Movie. It feels like a great coming of age story. And you know what? I also love. I think I was referring to the wrong thing, but I also love that scene. Uh I loved all the stuff in the military. That whole military evasion of the Transformers. Oh, or whatever. that's how it opens. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that's yeah. how it opens. Yeah, I think that's that's what I was referring to. Like that that whole thing where. Like it's just like the one transformer just wrecking shop on this entire military That was kinda was cool. That's how you lie. that a movie. Was kind of cool. That's yeah. how you open a movie, man. And that was just that was that was viscerous. And you see uh, Josh Josh uh, Dunham. Is that uh, yeah. is that pronounced? No, nah. Josh something else. Dumas uh, Dumas Dumas. Josh Dunham is the comedian, right? Yeah. With the puppet. Uh, Josh, Josh, he was on, uh, this guy was on, a uh, uh, General Hospital, right? Yes. Josh Duhamel?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just know he's mar- married to Grayson Fergie. Grace Anatomy. He's married, he's married to Fergie, right? Is he? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So come up.
1: Anyway, uh, that's good though. Hey, but, uh, yeah, no, I love, I love. That got Tyrese in it Tyrese. In it Tyrese. 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 Kept Play. that check. Tyrese, uh, 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 get that check. He's still crying. Yeah, yeah, hey, man, Some crying. people say he's still crying. <laughs> don't take away
2: my baby, ah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Tyrese, Ugh. I love Tyrese. Bernie Mac,
0: RIP, legend. Oh no, Bernie yeah, Mac. Bernie Mac is amazing. No, no. Oh man, oh, what's man. his face? What's his face? The guy from Blackish, homeboy. Oh, no, Anthony Anderson. Anthony Yo, Anderson.
1: Anthony Anderson with the donuts. Oh, I ate dude. the
0: whole plate. I ate the whole plate.
1: The whole plate. Uh, yeah. And then uh oh man I don't know man I I, I love every second of this movie. I even kind of I you know a lot of people make the whole joke of the uh, bumblebee peeing on a dude. I actually oh, don't think that's it. awful. <laughs> it is awful. but I, I, I do it's think that seems funny. Uh you know uh I love his parents, Charles Buff's parents in this movie. Oh, they're terrible. Uh, this to me is the one movie where like the 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 crass like kind of over the top humor uh. in these movies actually kind of works. Breaking my heart every three, everything uh, you say. R. P. Jazz, R. P. Jazz in the oh, movie. Oh, Jazz. Yeah, yeah, man, R. P. Jazz. What, what does he
0: say when he first shows up? Uh, what's up, little bitches? Yeah, what's up, little <laughs> bitches? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I
0: can't lie. As su- I'm watching this in the theater, as soon as he says "What's up, little bitches?" Uh-huh. I heard there's a cool place to s- to chill. Uh-huh. I was like, "That's my favorite Transformer." Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. literally pointed to the screen and said that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. like, "That's my favorite Transformer." And when he died, I was like, "Damn, damn, yeah, he jazz, got R. R. Jazz, Megatron, man. man.
1: Goddamn."
0: Jazz likes hip hop. That's like 2000. 2000- that was like my hip hop phase. Where yeah. was hip- I was like, "He likes hip hop." Yeah, I like yeah. hip hop. I like jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's cool. They gave him the name jazz. I yeah. guess I never thought about that jazz. Yeah. He's black or he's a black voice yeah. at least um that's another thing that we can get into when it comes to stereotypes in this movie of minorities and robot minorities i mean especially with the third one or fourth one with with what's what i don't know the two homies yeah Uh, i forget their names junkyard and something else yeah yeah. Um, that was really
1: nasty yeah that was the second
0: one actually wasn't it uh it might be this i forget the the second (sighs) one the second one the second one is when I learned what this is, man. Because I remember watching that <laughs> watching that in theaters and, like, legit 15 minutes in. I'm like, I think I need to walk out. Like, I was, <laughs> my head was going to explode of how much shittiness was hitting me mm. in the face. It was bad. But, yeah, I mean, the first one's acceptable. The first one's all right. It's Shia hey, LaBeouf the first one's being great. Shia LaBeouf. It's Megan Fox being really, really... Really amazingly beautiful. Really hot in yeah. this movie. Uh. And framed in a way that makes you feel like, damn, Michael Bay, this is... <laughs> you know I mean? She's supposed to be playing like a 16, 17-year-old, man. I yeah. mean, chill. Oh, yes. Chill, hey. bro. Chill. Yeah, it's a little... And, hey, but, but watching this in theater and being... I forget how old I was. I don't know. 12, 13, 14. Whatever, however old I was in 2007. Mm. Oh, 2007. I was 15. 15-year-old mm. um, boy, mm. Mr. Ace, it was. It, it painted a picture for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's tough because like it's definitely... Not good it's to not. portray women that way. It's really not. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, that shot where Megan Fox is holding up the hood and and the yeah. crop top. Yeah, that's almost an iconic shot though. You know what I mean? Is like, it
0: iconic in a good way though? <laughs>
1: I, I I think or it's icon- it iconic
0: in a damn. This well, is messed up. No,
1: I think it's iconic in the way that like the fair Faucet photo was like popular in the eighties. You know what I mean? Okay. Like. It's something for
0: guys to hang on walls, I guess. This is the the ultimate. Maybe
1: you shouldn't be hanging them on walls or whatever, but I don't
0: know. It's different. Dude, I had a poster of... uh, I've said this before. I think I've said this before. I had a poster of uh, Padme. No, really. Natalie Portman's Padme. <laughs> when I was uh, 2002, hey. remember, when that movie was coming out, I had yeah. a, I was. <laughs> it <Hey>. was real. <laughs> hey. that love was real, man. Hey, man. Padme, um, Padme. I was in
1: love. No, um, I, I. I don't know. I still think this movie. Well, great. that's that's the thing. It's it's the, it's the, the,
0: the framing of of. of I'm, I'm going to make it broad, but all the Transformers movies, the way that he paints women is very, 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 very objectifying to the most most objectifying it can go. I mean, it's basically
1: for the third one. That's when I started to notice the problematic shit. I guess the second. I guess it was the second one.
0: No, it was the third one. With well, the new
1: girl? With the new girl. But I mean yeah. I I mean particularly with the second one where there was like the chick who was the transformer <laughs> the uh, the transformer chick or whatever. Yeah. And I, she like seduces uh <laughs> Shia LaBeouf in the college in the college dorm room. Yeah. And like her tongue comes out and it's like the mechanical shit of like, oh, this is nasty. <laughs> so what's Michael Bay trying to say? Like these
0: females learning Man, yeah. I don't know. So women are objects to be looked at and glazed at and yeah. But once you get them talking, man, them tongue is gonna (laughs) wrap around your throat and kill you. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Like Um, that's some hardcore
1: shit, bro. That was a hard scene. That was a hard scene. That's some. That's Uh, some
0: high level like, freaking hypnotizing type shit where the director is literally telling you. These hoes, know, is these, ho- these hoes are dangerous. Ga- these hoes are dangerous. Get yourself a hot chick, even if you're like a bumbling dumbass that Chia LaBeouf <laughs> is. Uh, and if once you get him, man, they're as hot as your car, man. Because everyone knows cars, cars are hot. Cars and, and chicks. And everyone knows that your best friend is the United States military. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. that's basically what all the Transformers movie is. It's a giant ad for the u.s military mm. i mean it's it's crazy i felt i i love uh
1: uh i love what they the the whole uh josh Dumel story in this one though because sure. i feel like his his uh i feel like his story out of all the stories in this and in, and in, in the first one at least had a full kind of arc where he he has to be where he has to learn how to be where he is the subservient soldier but also has to take the initiative in and of himself, too, and become the leader. Yeah. Um, And same thing with Shia LaBeouf. It kind of parallels those two. Um, I hate the second one. The second uh, <laughs> one's so bad. The second one's the so second bad. The third one's bad. Okay, the third one... The third one's bad. Thir- okay, the third the one, I give a little more to, man. No, I, don't do that I, to no. me. I give the third one... The third I give, one's shit. I give the third one a little more credit, because I the think... The third one
0: gave me a headache so big that I couldn't even move, man.
1: Listen, bro. I, I made this point ever since t- 2012. Like, the ending of Transformers 3, the exact same ending as The Avengers. The exact same ending. That's true. The exact same ending. Yeah. People fucking... But uh, we love the Avengers because <laughs> you, you know why? You know
0: why? And this is going to get into my 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 biggest gripe with Michael Bay because mm. I wrote down a list of gripes. There's a lot. No, no. My number one humor. Yeah, that's why the humor. The, the humor, humor cool. in Avengers works. The humor in Michael Bay movies do not. Capital do not work. Mm-hmm. The humor in these movies are so bad it it adds to it imagine being shaked around and turned around and twisted around and on top of that someone is in your ear saying the dumbest shit ever yeah that's what it's like watching these movies yeah because every line is so bad and it's doesn't land it's like joke 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 and every time it's like doesn't land doesn't land doesn't land doesn't land it's it's straight up like missing the landing spot like every time it's just bouncing off of it because it's it just doesn't work. And it, the Transformers movies are the biggest, biggest example. We'll get into Pain and Gain. We'll get into other movies. Man, I uh, love Pain and Gain. Uh, pain and Gain, man. I can't lie. I was like, this is too much. Oh, man. <laughs> but for me, it, the Transformers movies, it's like, what are you doing, man? It's just not funny. Nothing you're saying is funny. I don't know. That's just my, my gripe with all these movies <sighs> yeah. and the fact that. Everything it has to say, because it has a lot to say, mm. is just trash. It's just actual trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it does things. It does have things to say, not not good things to say.
0: I will no. say, I think
1: you know, and I was gonna mention this like during the thirteen hours one. Uh, I think you know, a lot of it is about the military. A lot of it sure. is pro military. Uh, I think it's important to make that distinction. Now though, I'm I would never say I'm very pro military. I'm just anti war. Right, like, sure. That's the dividing. Like line for me, you know sure. what I mean. So I'm I, I'm
0: super pro military too. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We, I said that already, but
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, but you know, with with with, with these movies, um, it it kind of portrays a a, a a military base that has to engage in a whole new war with uh, <laughs> with these robots that you know we weren't initially supposed to be a part of. Now you know they're fighting on like usually American you know kind of kind of territories, um, but. It, isn't it fascinating that 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 we would that if if hyperfect of course hyperfectly speaking but if there was a uh, a giant <laughs> giant uh, talking robots who transformed into cars that landed on Earth uh, that would be where our military direction has to. <laughs> well, I've said
0: it before. Like I talked about it in in Aliens when we talked about James Cameron mm-hmm. how like. It's like we need to fight some crazy oh, United States Marines, man. Yeah, that's the type of shit we need. And I'm like, hell yeah, America, f yeah, man, America, f yeah. I would, t- I would totally say. That. Are you kidding me? The Marines are crazy. They would kill anything, <laughs> including giant xenomorphs, giant, giant um, xenomorphs, and or giant them. robots. Or um, the other one that I was uh, that I was thinking of is is um, what was the other one I was thinking of? But the fact that like the us military is like oh yeah zombies i've uh-huh. always said like in every zombie apocalypse type movie or show if the zombie apocalypse actually happened the united states military would rule the freaking planet like 100% <laughs> we already rule the planet <laughs> the, but like i'm talking like freaking freaking like military takeover they mm-hmm. run everything cuz right. cuz what you need is ammo good people to killing and it's like a, j- a billion zombies I'm gonna go where the U.S. Army is. <laughs> that's the safest place to be, because they're they're freaking run everything. So that's I mean, obviously the, there's a, other movies that talk about that, like Twenty Eight Days Later. Um, but the fact that yeah, if I definitely want to be on the side of the U.S. military right. when shit goes down, right. and that's kind of what you're trying to say is the fact right. that of these suspension of disbelief, these crazy sci-fi stories, right. whether it be zombies, aliens, or giant robots. You definitely are very pro-military. <laughs> right, right, right. Go right. USA. Right, right, right. No,
1: yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's just, I mean, so I don't know. Um, I like the third one. Uh, I don't like it. Oh, Actually, I don't like it. But I, I I, I, think that one's the least trash I've like Okay. <laughs> out of uh, the- I think the, the first of, one's the least trash. No, the first one's the, I think the first one's a great movie. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking from like two to five. Gotcha, gotcha. The third one's definitely the best. Can you at least okay. agree? You agree with that or-
0: you like the second one more than the third no, one? No, I definitely don't. And I definitely don't like the other ones. I guess. <laughs> to me, it's just the same level of shit. It's same like trying to pick between what type of shit you like better. I don't know. It's hard. I, 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 it's hard to pick what type of shit I like better.
1: I definitely, I, I thought that their one I thought the third one had the best action. You know, for me, I, I jumped off of the franchise at number four. I haven't even seen the fifth one. Yeah. I was honestly because. I've seen parts of it, but I, I'm the
0: same way I jumped off.
1: Yeah. I honestly, it, I was a little thrown off because. I had watched Transformers 1 through 3, um, and when it went to the fourth one, I
0: literally had no idea what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's my thing too. Is I, I said it on Schmoes. That's why I pointed at you. All right. Um That I will not support these movies with my money. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Shit. <laughs> I didn't see your four in theaters. Yeah, I, just I saw. I, it I, didn't on I, saw I stopped after. I almost walked out of two. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, my. I saw the third one when it was on cable. I saw everything else when it was on cable. Oh, the fifth one. Maybe that's why you don't when, like the
1: third one. I saw the third one IMAX 3D. No, I bro. saw it on TV, man. Yeah, I, I saw it
0: in my house. <laughs> uh,
1: I feel you, man. I yeah, you. yeah. Now IMAX that. That movie on IMAX 3D, like the whole
0: ending, like that's just Oh, uh, That movie give me a headache, bro.
1: Yeah, I know, but. Give me a headache. I was it, like, this is so a, dumb. It's, it's giving a me lot. a headache. It's a lot. You sleep uh, through the first hour and a half and then just wait till he gets to Chicago. I
0: mean, and then we get into the <laughs> Stanley Tucci's of, of the other movies. Shout out to Stanley Tucci playing the best character in Hunger Games. Yeah. Caesar Flickerman. Caesar Flickerman. That's my boy, man. Yeah. Caesar Flickerman. The Hunger Games. Ha 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 He's the best part of the movies. Katniss Everdeen. Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, in these movies, I have to get off the Tucci Gang. Oh, no. Uh, you I didn't have like to when they had my the rec- thing-
1: resignation for yeah. the Tucci Gang. You didn't like when the micro Transformers transformed into the Beast Pill? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it was hurting me. I was like, this is just
0: a giant yeah. commercial. It's and then like- Mark Wahlberg. Being the shittiest person in the Open world, opening up that bud light, opening <laughs> up the bud light, threatening to ki- punch kids in the face. You wouldn't get punched in the face really hard. <laughs>
1: um,
0: was the fourth one was the one that was like justifying like underage freaking rape are you kidding me that that hurt me man i was like really is this what the movie's about it's about how this guy wants to rape this 16 year old 17 year old girl (laughs) holy shit michael bay's reaching a different level man like come on how how low bottom of the barrel type shit can you get that's like he he gets real low but that's real low man i was like Come on, man! what is the actor's name is like Jack Rayner or something? I yeah, forget Jack Rayner. Yeah, and he's like justifying how he's hooking up. What <laughs> was it? Yeah, Romeo girl. and Juliet. La. Oh, <laughs> Romeo and <man>. Juliet. La. <laughs> I, they I, the I like the word cringe has never felt more real <laughs> than in that moment. When I was watching that movie, I was like, "Holy shit! This is real. <laughs> this is actually happening." Uh, any last words on Transformers? <laughs> and I don't
1: have anything. That I don't even know what the fifth one isn't. There like a King Arthur Nazis. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's just to sound too. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to Bumblebee though. Travis Knight, I kind of
0: them too, man. I was thinking about it uh, as I was prepping for this, and I was like, I kind of like Travis Knight, and I kind of. Yeah. I'm kind of interested to see what Haley Steinfeld and John Cena do yeah for yeah. John Cena John Cena <laughs> can you see me? can you see me that's that that's, that's, that's you can't see yeah, me yeah that's, it, it. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. are you thinking of Booker T Booker T can yeah, you I mean, dig it Can you sucker I was
1: trying to combine
0: <laughs> trying
1: to combine it and I um, no, I actually, I, I was at the I, Comic-Con panel. for Oh, Comic-Con. yeah, I
0: was going to say, I kind of like that running joke of, of I can't, what, who's there? I can't see him. Yeah, yeah, The John yeah, Cena can't yeah. see you thing.
1: No, somebody did that at the Comic-Con I know, panel. I know, that's, I saw that. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, no, I was
0: I, so, I dude, that was the one, I was like, so, I wish I was at Comic-Con right now, just, so, uh, just for just that. For, honestly, like. Just so I could look at John Cena.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? That panel, it, it started off dope because it had. Um, the song, it, they performed the song, the... Uh, uh, uh Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's yeah. the, from, from the Transformers movie. Sure, yeah. They performed it and it was like a live show, and that was dope, and then it went to like the most boring panel oh. <laughs> in the world, and then John Cena came out yeah. and it just woke the place up. John so. Cena <laughs> out of nowhere.
0: John Cena out of nowhere! Yeah, it was like, <laughs> guess who's that walking in? And you just see John Cena like run in from like the back of the... I wish, room. and I and I know um... I know it didn't happen, and that's my biggest gripe of whoever organized that shit, Mm because if I'm the person who's organizing John Cena or whatever, Mm -hmm. how the hell did you not play the John Cena Mm -hmm. theme?
2: The, no no
0: the the, the dun, 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 before it builds right, up right, right. do right. you freaking see the guy screaming oh mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, yeah the, the dudes will have lost it the yeah lost it, it would have been so cool if you just hear it and it's like what's going on mm-hmm. they didn't do that right i'm assuming they're not
1: i don't remember man oh
0: dude if they did that you imagine it's like what's what's going on like the narrator whoever it was yeah. the, the moderator yeah and it would have been like well is that is that John Cena? <laughs> I think I don't know. They might have. They might have honestly done it. They made it. They made it. Interest though. It was a big
1: interest. I was
0: gonna say that would have yeah. been cool as yeah. hell. Yeah, I would have been going crazy. I know, I know Christian and
1: and and Roka were like losing their minds. Yeah. When, when, uh, when that happened, but. John
0: Cena man. John Cena is insane. If yeah. you see his. Uh, have you seen the reality show? I haven't seen his reality oh. show. no. <laughs> it doesn't make him look. I don't know. It makes him look crazy because he's crazy. Uh, <laughs> we we'll learn real quick. Um, anyways, pain and gain. Pain and Gain. Mark Wahlberg. Speaking of John Cena, speaking of muscles. Anthony Of giant muscles. Now, this movie... Michael Bay's obsession with enormous muscles (laughs) is in this this movie. movie. This movie is... this movie is The the buffest movie I've seen, man. Mark Wahlberg looks crazy in this movie, man. Mark Wahlberg (laughs) is high on steroids in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) If that's even possible. His entire performance is roid rage. Pure, high roid rage yeah. he's going on a trip his a trip strong. is Royd rage yeah yeah he's insane in this movie like he looks so big because mark Wahlberg is like my height is he really yeah <laughs> and i'm not a big dude i'm yeah. like i'm talking about height right right but he's so freaking thick uh, yeah he's white like, he's, he's, like, wide boy, hashtag, wide boy, hashtag, thick boy, to biggest, the extreme.
1: Biggest muscle shoulders, biggest That is biceps, the biceps, biceps. biggest
0: little dude I've ever seen. Cause Mark, <laughs> like I said before, he's my height. Yeah. <laughs> to pin a picture, he would that's be, crazy. like, the size of, like, this table. Oh, man.
1: damn, how tall is The Rock?
0: The Rock is, is like, 6'3"? Six, 6'3"? Three? Six, three? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. No, he's, like,
1: 6'4". Six, 6', six, yeah. Oh, I. It's crazy because they're standing next to each other a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm probably exaggerating. He's probably <laughs> taller than me. I th- yeah. I'm thinking of Tom Cruise.
0: <laughs> nah, nah, Tom Cruise. He's like he's tall, he's shorter than me, definitely. You um, think Tom Cruise is shorter than me? I know so, yeah. My my friend and I had a had an argument because we were watching I'm a, I'm a big UFC guy mm-hmm. and we we're watching UFC two twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um and the UFC two twenty-seven was uh uh the Bantamweight weight and the flyweight. And it's basically the littleest dudes in the MMA. Mm-hmm. And him and I were harping an argument back and forth. And I was like, "Yeah, that guy's my height." And he's like, "No, he's not. That guy's tiny." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm kind of Tom Cruise. I mean, Josh Hutcherson's another homie who's oh,
1: Josh Hutcherson's a real short dude. Yeah, he's a small um, dude. Usher, man. Um, if, you, if you meet Usher, Mark Wahlberg life. is five eight. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's five eight. Damn. So he, he that's about like your height. right. That's yeah. basically my height, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Damn. and, and the Rod cast uh, seven inches on him. I guess so. <laughs> they, I'm, hey, man. How tall it, is Anthony
0: Mackie then? Anthony Mackie's like six foot, man. Six one, six two. Yeah. Man, I thought these motherfuckers were like six six or something. No, right. man. I'm t- I'm telling you, man. The way Michael Bay shoots <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg <laughs> makes him look taller in this man, movie. I was going to say, like, damn, he's standing next to these dudes and they like like damn near. I'm telling you, man. It's the way you shoot him. Uh, Anthony Mackie's not. He's 5'10. He's 5'10. So ten. he's not that tall. Okay. Just but either way, like, you can shoot shorter dudes and make them look taller. It's right. possible. Right, 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 right. It's the power I mean, that's, of that's Tom Apple Cruise. box. That's all, that's
1: all of Tom Cruise's <laughs> career. That's all like,
0: of Tom man. Cruise's career is Apple box, man. <laughs> Shout out to that clutch Apple box. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, uh, but I don't know. I, 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 you like this movie. I like this movie You don't movie think it's mean-spirited? I, I think it's a I think mean spi- it's mean-spirited. <laughs> no, I think it's
1: mean-spirited, but I love the fact that it's mean-spirited. To me, this uh,
0: is like low, low, low humor like it's like low (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the type of stuff you're laughing at is stuff you shouldn't be laughing at
1: (laughs) i i I think i like this movie and the same reason why i like war dogs is less because of it being a true story sure but in the fact that it's more of like a true idea you know what i mean like how how throughout our entire lives as americans we are preached this whole idea of the american dream right you can make it you can be successful you could you know, do it, and this movie kind of takes that and like satirizes it all the way, all all the way. I mean, it's and that's why I think it being so mean spirited, it just adds to the satire that this movie's trying to trying trying to go at. Is it
0: a satire though? Does it paint these guys in a good light? Because it kind of does. No, I, I, well,
1: I, well, I don't. Know. I think I think it paints them in a shitty light, okay. Too, but I think it, I think it gives you an idea of. This is what everybody wants to do, to a certain extent, right? You don't like, think
0: the audience members are rooting for these guys?
1: You, you're supposed to be rooting for these guys, and I think that's the point. Like you're you're rooting for these guys because you can relate, right? You can relate to being broke. You can relate to like being not having hating your job. You can relate to all of that. So once you start doing sh- shady shit, you're doing it because you're just trying to get by. And I think that's why I I think that this movie is a kind of commentary, a play on, hey, this is the American dream. Nobody else is doing it for me. I'm just gonna. I, if, if if it's gonna take me to kidnap and murder somebody <laughs> to make a million, then that's <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. And I think it, it kind of plays on that, it satirizes that to uh, a, a whole lot. So I, I I I I I quite enjoy this movie on that front. And of course, the whole angle of it being a true story and not being sensitive to the actual victims, I think that's a very legitimate concern. And I think that's very true. I mean, that's something that should be
0: taken into consideration, right? That's mine. Biggest scrape. Right. One of my biggest scrapes. Right, right, right. With right, the
1: movie. Right. I just think the way it satirizes like at the end, like at the end when a dude, you know, at the end when Ed Harris's character is kind of sitting on his like lavish boathouses and, and all these like lavish uh and on his lab like on his on his on his uh on his deck for his his whole thing. Like, he's like, Oh, I just I just wanna enjoy the simple things in life. <laughs> that is that is so that I mean to me, that is so contradictory. It has to be satire, right? To a certain extent, unless I guess it just depends on where you, where you, how you view Michael Bay. Is he too dumb to get to know that what he's doing is contradictory and 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 inconsistent, or is it? Um, or do you think Michael Bay's smart enough to 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 consider that to know that it's satire and plays on that? You're satire? asking the wrong guy. man. <laughs> I, I choose to think that it's. Satire. I choose to think he's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but I, I don't know so that's where that's where I I <clears throat> have an affinity for his movie not so much sure. of a sense of it being this like amazingly true gritty sure. true story or whatever but Wh- I, I, I love the satire of it I what love do you I think I about it. The Rock in this movie um, I love The Rock in this movie. Yeah, he's dope. I mean, he's you think he's, he's, he's silly, and it, it breaks the convention of The Rock being like the usual tough guy. And this one, he's super silly, super dumb, <laughs> super goofy, and he's kind of like the cowardly bitch of like <laughs> the entire group. And he's
0: enormous. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. I, like this is the famous photo of of. That the set photo that people take Mm -hmm. when they compare The Rock 2000 and The Rock 2013 this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they they take a picture of like The Rock, buff guy in 2000, buff guy now, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. like, he Mm -hmm. gained a shit ton of weight. Like I think this is his biggest and Hercules is probably his other biggest uh, Hercules. When he got enormous for Hercules. Yeah. I don't know right. if you've seen Hercules.
1: That was also in twenty thirteen too, right? Yeah, it like might you're have not the been same
0: year. but I don't remember. But I just know how enormous is. I haven't seen Hercules. Yeah, he's that. enormous in that movie. It's not a great movie. Brett Ratner. Um yeah, shout out to that guy. Brett <laughs> Ratner. <laughs> no shout outs to that guy. Yeah. I'm not it, shouting him yeah, out. Yeah, definitely not shouting out Brett <laughs> Ratner. Um it'll it'll be another shitting on episode <laughs> that this has become rb3 oh uh, no now
1: hey if we do brett you know, if we do brett Ratner, we will have to talk about at least not do a brett Ratner episode let's do a rush hour episode man
0: okay just the i'm with hour you episode. on that i mean my brother is the biggest rush hour fan oh like ever yeah he, he's literally still trying to make rush Hour. <laughs>
1: hey the rush hour 4 baby <laughs> like he
0: legit that's like his life goal man like he's done some short films that are literally like spin-offs of like rush hour mm. type shit um, but now let's get into more positivity mm-hmm. because honestly, I haven't asked you what your favorite Michael Bay movie is, but we're about to talk about my favorite Michael Bay movie. And that's one that I recently re- watched, And that is 13 hours. 13 hours. Oh, that's your favorite. It's my favorite. You know mm-hmm. why? Why is that? It has the least amount of humor. <laughs> that's true. It has the least amount of Michael Bay type jokes and Michael Bay type bottom of the barrel Low hanging fruit type shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just about these military dudes trying to defend themselves and mm-hmm. going ham. Right. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. freaking dope. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I, I, I really like this movie. I talked to JT about it because he, uh, he told me he didn't like this movie. Because really? we were talking about the other one with Chris Hemsworth that came out mm-hmm. um, 12 Strong. And I was like, oh, I saw 13 Hours, and it re- I don't know why it reminded me of it. And he was like, oh, 12 Strong's great. And I was like, 13 Hours this is really good. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, oh, shit. I thought you liked it. <laughs> yeah. I forget, it's Mark that liked it. Mark gave it five yeah. out of five Give He gave it a five out of five. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. This is all about the Benghazi shitstorm that happened. Right, That
1: happened in 2013, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: so it's based on real events. And yeah. apparently, the source is pretty credible when it comes to these events, because it's based on these actual guys that are basically right. like private military right, right, type right. guys right. who are former military, former U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, army guys who basically had to hold down the fort and, and shut out this awful ISIS attack that was going on. Right, right, right. What do you think right. of this movie, man? Because I know you had a lot of notes on it.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, this movie, I it definitely... It fits into the traditional norms I think of most war movies. Sure, the idea of the untold story of of the heroism, you know, the the whole band of brothers of the the, the comrade, the crew that all has to come together to fight this one united front um, is very much the us versus other perspective. I think even more so than because uh, we talked about Catherine Bigelow, B- Catherine Bigelow last week. And her portrayal of that ends in uh, The Hurt Locker, right? Sure. Where we actually live and interact with a couple of some of these characters in in, um, in, um, in Iraq. Um, this movie takes uh, takes place in Benghazi, for the most part. Um, and you never see any of the other... Uh, you never see any of the opponent's face, right? You never see anybody else in in the context of this situation right like that, that just doesn't and i think that kind of adds a little bit of the villainization sure
0: and, know, and, like, and i can add to that too by saying that and i'm, I'm adding to it i'm trying not to interrupt you so much right, right 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 um how even the guys who are on their side are idiots they're mm-hmm. dumbasses who don't know how to handle a gun the, the Middle Eastern guys that help him out, Mender. right, 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 they're right. They're like, right. "What are you doing, man? Like, you, yeah, get my back. Like, why, come mm-hmm. on, like, shoot straight." Remember, like the whole mm-hmm. time they're right. telling him like how much right. they suck,
1: right? So that that adds to so your... so you know it's a little bit of the the of the propaganda that a lot of people talk about with these war movies, um, but but then
0: again, that's what happened.
1: Yeah, like and, a
0: shit ton of ISIS people just decided to tear shit up, and right?
1: It's like, and you know, absolutely, and you know, and that's where I think I'm I. I have kind of uh, a debate in this movie. I watched this movie in one of my classes um, for postmodernism, right, at USC. Um, And, you know, after we watched the movie, the tradition is, oh, we talk about the movie afterwards, you know. Uh, And it was weird because this was one of the more eye-opening experiences for me upon what young people think of the military, per se. Because, uh, to my surprise, I just watched it and I just thought it was like a a cool war movie, you know. I just thought it was a normal you know, pretty uh a very well done war movie. You know, uh, but afterwards people were like going in on it. They're tearing a new asshole, saying, "Oh, it's the Fox News propaganda." Is you know, uh, uh, they're they're portraying these these uh, these these men as superheroes and not doing anything heroic. Da da da. And I was really like taken aback by that because yeah. I I don't think that's accurate the at case. all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I mean I think that it definitely has the American perspective. Sure, and it definitely doesn't. Um, humanize uh, the enemy, quote unquote enemy, um, and you know it doesn't it doesn't add any humanization to that. But I don't think it's comparable to something like American Sniper or some, some, some other movies. I like American Sniper. No, I, I, I don't like American Sniper. Really, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but like <laughs> every, uh, this is the second time, this is the second consecutive podcast where I've said I don't like American Sniper. Uh, why I American Sniper propaganda at least. But I think that one is a legitimate example of that. Sure. Um, I don't think there's any problem in celebrating heroism and especially faced with those kind of circumstances. You yeah. Know? so I don't know it was, uh, it was taken aback by like that whole
0: I 100% agree I really feel like there is this unnecessary hostility towards military people and military mm. um, coming from the left yeah uh, I, I just I, I had a conversation about it with a friend of mine who was in town from Phoenix and cause she's from Phoenix that already means super right like super <laughs> right like super red, right. like it's red 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 right. uh, and I I live in LA mm. which is super blue like crazy blue to the point that sometimes i feel like there. that kind of judgment comes and it doesn't really make sense because you're like really because yeah. it's just they're defending off terrorists who cut off people's heads for fun yeah like how is that
1: how is that bad thing? <laughs> how
0: is that something that the left wants to say come on guys it's like no yeah. they're they are evil they are actually our enemies and yeah. the, the military is you know, uh, trying to support and trying to help and trying to defend, which is the whole point. It's defense, right. not offense, defense. Right. Right?
1: And, of course, we do – I mean, U.S. does take a lot of offensive action. Sure. Uh, and I think that's where I think I have more of a problem with something like American Sniper or a lot of other war films because uh, a lot of wars that are portrayed on film, at least that take place in the modern era, are offensive wars. The war in Iraq is an offensive war – All of these wars are offensive, right? Afghanistan offensive war. Um, I'm heavy anti-war. You know what I mean? So I don't think we should be in any other countries, honestly, because I think we create more of the problems that we uh, we create more of the problems than we actually solve. You know what I mean? I think we make situations worse in a lot of cases. Sure. Um, But that being said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point the finger at the soldiers, at the people who are actually doing the fighting. Why not point the finger at the politicians who keep sending people over there, or yeah. point the finger at, you know, the uh, the, the the crazy, the crazy fear mongling that a lot of times the media is responsible for as well. So I I think that I th- for me I think that people who are anti military aren't really understanding of what they do and what they're up against, and the fact that they're put into those situations by a government that don't necessarily that. I, I frankly think go to war for the purpose of making money. So <laughs> that's my problem, you know. So, but I think in the case of Thirteen Hours, and I again, that's why I kind of took objection to it. It's private. They, these are private military guys. These aren't U.S. soldiers, and it's not like they're defend. They're they're actually just helping Americans for the for the sake of it. Like, <laughs> they're not they're not even carrying any kind of political agenda. And I think that's where and I think that's where Michael Bay is coming. At this movie uh, from, too, because like I said before, there's no mention of the Clinton, Hillary Clinton, who was the secretary of state at the time. Um, And, you know, the emails kind of indicate that she knew about the whole attack and all that stuff. Um, They don't point the finger at her. They don't point the finger at Obama. Uh, You know, there's brief mentions of like of, of politics, but
0: it essentially is just the movie of the heroism.
1: And I think there's nothing wrong
0: with celebrating 100%, his 100%. 100% agree with you because these guys were heroes. 100% absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. And for me too, I, I really do feel like this is a fun movie to, to dive into um, certain actors, right? Because what's his strange John trace? Krasinski. John Krasinski. Pre-Quiet uh, Place. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pre, this, is, this is where he got buff. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Because
0: this is like when John Krasinski was basically proving how he can be like a leading man Mm. and like a leading type man for like action movies. Cause now he's doing the Jack Ryan series on on Amazon. Amazon, And if you've seen clips of that, it's basically this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just him kicking ass. Um, and this is him being enormous. Mm-hmm. He's freaking huge. Everyone in this movie's freaking huge. Who would have thought Jim from the office? <laughs> right? What he yoked up so much, yeah. Yeah. And he's got the giant beard and yeah. he's bossing people around and it's like, yeah, this guy's he's quiet. I'm trusting this guy. He's stoic. Give this man a gun. <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> give this man a gun. Uh, that's I totally yeah, would say that. Nah. I would give this guy a gun right away. Yeah. Um, but the other guy I want to give a shout out to is Pablo Schreiber Schreiber. Pablo Schreiber. Pablo Schreiber. Um, American Gods. Have you seen American Gods? I have not seen American, American Gods. American Gods is a crazy, insane show on Stars, mm. um, based on the Neil Gaiman book. Uh, and Pablo Schreiber is amongst these super well-renowned great actors, mm. and he's the best part of that show. Really? He plays a leprechaun oh, named Matt Sweeney. Oh, my goodness. And he's, that's the whole... Point of playing a leprechaun, it's like mm. the idea of le- leprechaun being tiny. Right. And if you, if the guy I'm talking about is the freaking huge guy, mm-hmm. I don't know in 13 hours if you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but who's got the enormous giant gun right. and he's always bossing people around. Right. That's him. Oh, okay. So and so <laughs> basically, he's known for his size, being <laughs> right. an enormous guy. Right. But he's also that great is, in this movie. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, he's great in this movie. Yeah. And he's my favorite part of uh, uh, American Gods. So shout out to Pablo Schreiber cuz I really wanted to I'm saying his name wrong. <laughs> yeah. Pablo Schreiber, Schreiber. Um, because I really do feel like he stands out in this movie in a in a movie that's basically just big dudes shooting guns. Right. right I feel right. like he stands out even amongst you know everyone else who looks similar to him.
1: Right, right. No, he's he's great in this. And I think our last movie <clears throat> portrays uh the the a, a movie portrays the condition of being over there, too, right? Like how you have to have a certain amount of discipline and how you're going to be able to fight your family. I know, I know for this movie, I think this movie actually has like an all male cast. I don't even know if there's like it really, any, yeah. any females the, in this movie. The
0: only female is that that one of the politicians, yeah, you know, exactly. That he's defending,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but you know, a lot of the talk is about the life at home, right? What are we going to do when we get out of this situation? What we do want to get when we get back, all that kind of stuff, so yeah. Um, it's just fascinating that, you know, this, this movie it comes from an all male perspective. So there's less of the feminist, <laughs> problematic, <laughs> are you, come on, angle, right? Angle, Think about uh, it. This Bay. is why
0: it's my favorite Michael Bay movie, yeah. man, because it doesn't have the, it just focuses on one story, telling that story. That's it. Yeah. No stupid jokes. No. Bottom of the barrel type humor, like, and pain and gain. No, mm-hmm. it's just straight up just these guys doing what they do, man. Mm-hmm. Kicking ass. Yeah. And yeah. defending people that need to be defended. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because right. that's the job. Right. So, yeah, all, all, all credit to those guys in real life because they're obviously real. Yeah, right. Um, and credit to Michael Bay for making a movie that's actually good and watchable. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, making another long movie, because this movie's long as hell, too. It's crazy long. Um, But yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. That finishes our conversation on Michael Bay. Hopefully you guys learned something uh if you did it was probably from josh McCuga, <laughs> yeah and not from us no i'm kidding <laughs> um, but uh yeah guys let us know in the comments down below what is your favorite michael bay movie what is your thoughts on michael bay what do you feel like he has to say throughout his movies because you guys might have different opinions than we do you guys might have similar opinions whatever it is let us know in the comments down below on youtube for anyone who's not listening on youtube Come on over to YouTube over to and YouTube. Leave, us a, leave us a comment so we can read it on the show and we can give you a shout out and say your name and mispronounce your name probably.
1: Probably. Also, please people uh, at the top of the link of this description is a link to uh, my, to my uh, road project from the road, uh, from the road, real competition. Yeah. Uh, Get it. So please click on that link. Give me a quick vote. Uh, this the project itself is called artists of Venice. I did it with my buddy, uh, Kate Hughesby from uh, My Fraternity and uh, we interviewed uh, a couple of people on the Venice Boardwalk and kind of talked about what inspired them to be artists and stuff so yeah all of that just click on the link very top of the description and please give me a vote
0: help us get some votes help me win a million dollars before. Hey, man. Like I already did it. I Thank did it, you, man. Oh, Ace. it. voted. Ace to go.
1: I need to vote. Ace to go. Thank you, man.
0: Yeah. Go do that. Go follow
1: Josh McCuga. Yeah. Go yeah. give him a shout yeah. out. Josh McCuga. Hashtag, please, everybody, please,
0: get this deal on Jeopardy. Let's you make it happen, Jeopardy, man. man. Make man. it happen. Make That's it crazy. Hashtag Josh McCuga for Jeopardy. The voice of the people, man. All right, guys. For the Meaning of Podcast, I'm Ace. This is RB3. And man. we are peacing out. Peace out, guys.